Hello retro gamers and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Video Game Flashback is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, featuring Spotify. And thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great, great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today, as we got another gem for you. A very, very difficult game, just like the last few have been pretty difficult, honestly. Uh, 1943, it wasn't too hard. No, it was insanely hard. Uh, Castlevania 1. Yeah, that was pretty hard. That was really hard. So, let's let's take it easy a little bit, and, uh, well, let's not take it easy. Let's get an even harder one, you could argue, than all of them, except maybe 1943. Also by Capcom, Mega Man 1. <laughs> That's right, the original Mega Man, or Rock Man, or whatever you want to call it. Of course, it is called Rock Man in Japan. So, that's definitely something to talk about. 1987, Mega Man, known as Rock Man in Japan, is a platform game developed and published by Capcom in 1987 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was directed by Ak- <laughs> Akira Kitamura with... Nobuyoki Matsushima, very famous name as lead programmer, and is the first game of the Mega Man franchise and the original video game series. Yep, which of course, they're my favorite of all time. When it comes to Mega Man, I am NES and Game Boy. Okay, fine, Game Boy too. I did enjoy the Game Boy games, not as much as the NES. Once it got to Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo, I don't know, it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. It didn't translate, in my opinion, as well as, say, Castlevania 4 did. From, uh, you know, the NES into the Super Nintendo, the SNES. Castlevania 4 slash Super Castlevania 4 was an instant classic. It was so well done. It wasn't even funny. Mega Man X, it was good. And then it's like, you know, it's not the same. It's just not the same. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. Just the vibe was missing. For some reason, the controls were a little smoother and everything. But then it just got... I don't know. And then once it got to PlayStation, it's like, okay, it's, it's, there's too much dialogue. Even the angry video game nerd made fun of that. It's like, ugh, come on. This is not that fun anymore. And that was my opinion. So once it got deeper and deeper into X5, X6, X7, X, ah, I'm just Xing it out. And let's just stick to Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And of course, Game Boy, it's 1 through 5 as well. The first Game Boy 1 is called... Dr. Wily's Revenge, which is an interesting name, and we'll talk about those someday. They will be on this show, there's no doubt. So, we will be having Game Boy games coming up, like Legend of Zelda, uh, Link to the, uh, Link's Awakening, pardon me. Um, of course, maybe the, uh, uh, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, and, of course, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, you know that's coming around very soon, maybe in the spring coming up. But let's get back to where I need to be. That would be called Mega Man 1. 1987, the good old days. Developed by Capcom, I already mentioned that. Uh, The artists were Yasuaki Kishimoto, uh, Naoya Tomita, Keiji Inafun, Akira Kitimura. Rolls right off your tongue. I just love that one. Akira Kitimura. It rolls right off your tongue. Composer Manami uh, Matsumai is the composer, series, of course, Mega Man, platforms, Nintendo Entertainment System, PlayStation, yes, it was uh, translated to the PlayStation as a, you know, classic type of deal, mobile phone, yep. Good luck playing Mega Man 1 on your freaking mobile phone. If you're going to play that with a touchscreen, you're going to lose. 
you're gonna lose. This is, a, uh, again, a platforming, side-scrolling classic, kind of like Castlevania, similar in that sense. Obviously, it plays differently, but a difficult side-scroller on a mobile device? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. That's, it's so easy. I mean, come, come on. Yeah, come on. It's easy. No, it's not. You're gonna die. You're, you're not gonna beat one level. Like, maybe you'll beat the easiest one. Android, iOS, of course, that'd be Android or Apple. The release was December 17, 1987, just in time for what? That's called Christmas. I don't call it the holidays, I call it Christmas because Christmas is Christmas. <laughs> Genre platform and the model, the mode, pardon me, is single player. There is no two-player mode, which most of you know, but what the heck, we gotta mention it, of course. In the plot, the storyline, in the year 2000XX, so it could have been in the 2010s, it could have been in the 2020s, so it's the first century, the 20 or uh, 21st century at the very least. It could be right now, it could be 2035, whatever. We're just, yeah, you get the point. In that year, whatever year it was, robots developed to assist mankind are commonplace thanks to the efforts of renowned robot designer Dr. Light. And I will cite, now that I'm rhyming here, Wikipedia for that. So, yes, you want to, I want to cite your sources, otherwise you're being a, a creep and plagiarizing, which I'm not planning on doing here. Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. And I do donate to Wikipedia. Yes, and I should donate to Wikipedia when you consider it's helping me on the show here. And I probably will go to, yep, and I'll be picking up other sources along the way. Anyway, however, one day these robots go out of control and start attacking humans. Among them, six advanced humanoid humanoid robots created by Dr. Light for industrial purposes. Yeah, because at the end of... uh, I forget which game was it. I think it was Mega Man 2. Yeah, they show all the different robots. And you notice how they were all created by Dr. Light. All the bad guys in Mega Man 1, which I'm about to mention, were all created by Dr. Light. And it's like, oh, I get it. Dr. Wily, like, um, you know, (laughs) corrupted them. So that's the whole theme here. The humanoid robots created by Dr. Light. Sorry. Yep, they went out of control. Six advanced humanoid robots created by Dr. Light for industrial purposes. Yep, because they all had their purposes. They were known as the Robot Masters. They consist of Cutman, Gutsman, Iceman, Bombman, and Fireman, and Electman, of course, which might have the best music in the game. Dr. Light realizes the culprit responsible for these attacks is his old rival, Dr. Wily, but is unsure of what to do. His helper robot, Rock, that would be Mega Man, of course, having a strong sense of justice, offers to be converted into a fighting robot to stop Wily's plans, dubbing himself Mega Man. In time, he defeats the six robot masters and recovers their central cores, then confronts Dr. Wily with his Pacific, Pacific-based, huh? Hmm. Silicon Valley? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Pacific-based robot factory, where, he, well, it could be Japan, too, where he is, <laughs> where he is manufacturing copies of, yeah, that would be Dr. Wily, Ugh. manufacturing copies of Dr. Light's robots, defe- after defeating replicas of the robot masters, as well as several robots designed uh, specifically by Wily to defeat him, Mega Man confronts Wily in a final showdown and defeats him before returning home to his family. Yes. The initial release of the Western game, while keeping the same basic plot, significantly changed some of the uh, some details from the original Japanese manual. Okay. In this version, Dr. Light and Dr. Wily, who is portrayed as Dr. Light's former assistant. Yep. I remember actually seeing that, too. They, he was an assistant who had gone bad, basically, to co-create the humanoid robot Mega Man, alongside the six robot masters, each of whom were designed for the benefit of Monsteropolis's citizens. 
Monsteropolis, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no such place existed in the original plot. Yeah, it's like, excuse me? <laughs> Dr. Wy- Dr. Wiley, angered by light, uh, taking credit for their work and desiring to use his creations for criminal purposes, steals the robot masters and reprograms them, then creates his own army of robots to seize control of Monsteropolis and declare it his own personal empire. Dr. Light, horrified by Wiley's betrayal, sends Mega Man to destroy the Robot Masters and free Monsteropolis's, uh, Monsteropolis from Wiley's machines. Yes, sir. So again, it is a side-scrolling, platforming game, of course. Very, very enjoyable. Of course, again, you play through each level. They all have a unique vibe. They all have a unique design that uh, is, you know related to the robot master at the end of the level so you will have a choice once you get the title screen out you will have a choice between one of the six monsters of course um, uh, robot masters pardon me each of them has a weakness that could be from one of the other robots like say cut man uh, let's say okay elect man is weak against cut man like you're imagining cutting the wires right cutting electric wires Fireman, Iceman, they're kind of weak against each other, if you understand that. That's kind of simple, right? Um, Electman would definitely be, would definitely cause a problem for Iceman because of the, um, because of the uh, (laughs) electricity and water, this and that. So we'll get deeper and deeper as to who's weak against what. But that's kind of the whole fun of the game is that, you know, you fight them in a certain order. So you're able to attack the robot's weaknesses, making the battles much, 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 much easier. Which is definitely a fun way to play the first three games, especially Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. Whereas later on, by Mega Man 4, I thought Mega Man lost its charm a little bit. Because they brought in the Mega Buster. And it seemed like everybody's defense is much higher. Um, The weaknesses of the Robot Masters is not as weak against certain items as it was before. Which is okay to add challenge to the game. But it kind of made it, I don't know, a little more boring, a little more tedious, to be quite honest. Especially, see, when you have the Mega Buster, as they call it, you have to charge it up. You have to hold the fire button down. And then it charges up and you fire. That's where Mega Man 4, 5, and 6 me lose the charm of the first three games honestly the first three Mega Man games are the best of all time in my opinion in the Mega Man series we can all agree to disagree if we need to but I don't know I just think Mega Man lost its charm a little bit by Mega Man 4 but still had enough charm for me to still be interested in 4 5 and 6 kind of like Star Wars in a lot of ways the first yeah ones which were actually 4 5 and 6 the first three star wars that ever came out had a charm that others just will never ever be able to duplicate sorry mega man 1 2 and 3 have a charm that will never be matched in my opinion when it comes to mega man and side scrolling uh you know action and all that good stuff so action platformer and all that amazing stuff um <laughs> there's there's nothing like it in my humble opinion so now we're going to jump right into the weaknesses. So Mega Man boss order weaknesses. So you want to start with Guts Man. And yep, that's just for the, uh, you know, you can be able to beat him with the Mega Buster. And that's the other thing about this game. It's not impossible to beat the Robot Masters with the regular Mega Buster shot. Like the regular, regular shot of the rocks. You could say the rock shots. That's why it's called Rock Man. They look like little rocks coming out. That'd be him being, him being Mega Man, of course. Um... Yeah, they're not impossible to beat, but by like Mega Man 4, it's like, you're not going to beat this guy with regular bullets. You're your regular Mega Buster. It's not going to happen. Um, and, and and I get confused sometimes with Mega Buster, this and that. Like the Mega Buster is the regular shot, but like the Hyper Buster, I believe it's called. 
and all that. But yep, Gutsman is weak against the bomb uh, in the second encounter because you do fight, like they're saying, Dr. Wily made duplicates in his castle, so to speak, his, his area, you know, his castle or Wily stages, whatever they call it. Um, where you can fight them all again, but they all you all you have you have all the weapons built up that you're going to be able to beat them easily because you have all their weapons that they're weak against, so so to speak. So you start off with Gutsman, at least according to VideoChums.com. Use the Mega Buster there. Gutsman is not the easiest level ever, but whatever. Cutman then is uh, Cutman, then you use the super arm, that'd be Gutsman, and you can also use Firestorm against him as well, which is even better, apparently. But the super arm from Gutsman can beat Cutman pretty good. Um, then the Rolling Cutter does beat Electman, so that's level 3, and of course the best music in the game, arguably. Um, Iceman is weak against Thunder, and he could be against uh, weak against Fire as well, but he's weak against Thunder more so than anything else. That would be, again, from Electman. And, then, and both Electman and Iceman have those infamous uh, appearing and disappearing platforms. We will definitely get deep into that. Fireman is weak against the Ice Slasher, Big Shock. And then Bombman's the last guy. Not Bomberman, but Bombman. He's weak against Firestorm. Firestorm. That'd be Firestorm from Fireman. And of course, if I didn't mention, after you beat the Robot Master, you get their weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have power-ups throughout the game, of course. The energy pellets... And, of course, I did talk about this in Mega Man 2 review as well. This is not the first Mega Man game I've reviewed. Uh, Mega Man 2, there's the um, there's the uh, power pellets. Those are what fill you up. They're like the yellow. They're small and larger. The small ones fill you up just a little bit, a few bars. And the larger ones fill you up about, I don't know, about a quarter or so or, or half power. They're pretty good. They're nice to have. Actually, in fact, I'd even say they're three-fourths about. The little ones fill you up about a fourth, and the bigger ones fill you up about three-fourths power, at least from what I remember in Mega Man 2, <laughs> right? And we'll talk about that as we're playing the game as well. Uh, the energy tanks are the blue, like, they look like gems, basically, and they fill up the weapon that you might have. Of course, with the Mega Buster, you don't have to worry about that, but in, but with the other weapons, like Hyper Bomb, Cutman, whatever the heck, you need to fill them up after you, you know, you're, each, each shot you do, it takes a bit of um, energy, uh, energy away. And that can fill up the weapon capsule. So it's a weapon capsule and energy pellets. That's definitely not power pellets, but energy pellets and weapon capsules are how you go through that. Um, definitely an entertaining game. Uh, gotta like the different... Just the, the music is so much fun. The, and the way the levels are very fitting of the Robot Masters. Of course, Iceman looks like you're in, you know, up north. You're either in the north or south pole. Electman looks like you're in some kind of like electric, you know factory or something like like a power plant or something like that bomb man like you're <laughs> it's pretty cool as well bomb man you're maybe in like some kind of bomb you know manufacturing place fireman it's like a big giant furnace kind of type of place so on and so forth uh, very infamous bosses as you get further and further in the game like the freaking rock monster he's in the they call him the yellow devil but he's a rock monster isn't he um, very interesting and very difficult character, but there is a trick to beat him very, very easily. We'll talk about that later. It's kind of cheating, but uh, he's so damn hard, you almost have to use it. So, I, I don't know. if it's on, it's on Nintendo for having the glitch in there in the first place. So, na-na-na-boo-boo, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, oh my god, the Rock Monster. Whew. He's not too hard in Mega Man 3. He's challenging, but in Mega Man 1... Oh boy, he is one tough cookie. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, 
yep, and then Guts Man, he's like a construction worker, cut man, um, he cuts things, I guess, I don't know, you think, I don't know if he's a hairdresser or, uh, or cutting the grass or whatever, but he cuts things, he likes cutlery, maybe he's a cook, he's a little bit of everything, but, um, you could argue he's one of the, he's, he's one of the more interesting names, how you come up with that, and of course, Guts Man is a very popular one in the old Mega Man shows years ago, um, yeah, he's a construction guy, so, yep, he's even got, he's even got that yellow hat look and everything, so, and he's a big bruising son of a biscuit, but apparently he's the first guy you can beat in the game. Um, if you ever listen to Brave the Wild, if you happen to be that, you'll recognize, uh, <laughs> Gutsman as one of the end themes in, uh, on that podcast where I talk about the Minnesota Wild, of course. Occasion, you know, hockey is a game where there's like the hockey gods and lucky bounces and superstitions and all that crap. So I, I kind of play and have fun with some of that stuff by sometimes changing the, uh, the end theme from Gutsman and Elekman. So you have Elekman at the end or Gutsman. Like, say, if the Wild played crappy this past week, I'll switch to the other song, basically. Like if I'd been playing Elek, I'll switch to Guts and vice versa. So it's kind of fun and entertaining. But, um, there's a reason why I'm doing Mega Man this time of year because when you head into like November-ish, November, December-ish, probably November, hopefully I'll be able to have this is released by then as I'm recording this right at the end of October at the first segment here, um, the introduction segment, that uh, hopefully, <laughs> or, or I mean that, you know, you get that beautiful blue sky when it's actually blue out and it's just, I don't know, you're heading into hockey season and all that stuff, so you're you're into hockey season it's it's cooling off and there's just something about the music and the vibe in this game and it fits the season just so well like you can play this any time of the year but for me it just seems better around this time of year as you're heading into like you know halloween thanksgiving and christmas and all that so it's a lot of fun and enjoyable it just feels like that kind of that part of the year that late that mid to late fall and early winterish but mid to late fall especially seems to be <clears throat> a perfect theme for Mega Man 1, the music and the vibe of the game. Because Mega Man looks like a hockey player. He's, he's got the helmet, he's got the, the what, what, he looks like breezers, you know, it almost looks like he's wearing skates without the actual skate at the bottom, but maybe a like hockey boots without the skates. But he looks like he's wearing a hockey uniform, the gloves and everything. So, to me, Mega Man is, is a hockey player in a lot of ways, turned into more of like a superhero type of thing. Um, the artwork is fantastic, going all the way back then. On the box, it's not the prettiest thing ever. In fact, it doesn't look like Mega Man at all. It looks like an, it looks like a Halloween costume or something. But <laughs> the actual artwork from like Rockman into Mega Man and all that stuff, going back into those days, is pretty darn cool, and it remains cool throughout the series of Mega Man. Very anime-like. Whether you like anime or not, it's well done. They do a good job. This and that. So. What a nice, uh, what a nice overall game. Nice vibe, nice music, and now it's time to probably get into it. And I'll probably dig more and more into history uh, anecdotes here and there as I play the game. And stuff just kind of comes to my head. And of course, I'm like, wait a minute, what about this? And then I'll add bits and pieces into the show, like I always tend to do. Hope you enjoyed the Castlevania episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. It's not really out of season. Castlevania is good pretty much throughout the cold part of the year. I would say. So <clears throat> check out Castlevania, uh, 1943, any of the others. If you'd like to comment on those on Twitter or call in to the show video, uh, via, via audio submission, anything going all the way back to the very first episode of Combat, you can comment about any 
of the previous games. It's not outdated. It is totally, totally well invited, even if it's five years ago. <laughs> even if like you're listening to this show when it's five years old, go ahead and still comment to it. Uh, comment about it if you're just listening to it for the first time. We can talk about Mega Man 1, five years in the future. Deep into the future is more than welcomed. With that said, let's get into the actual game and get ready to torture myself some more with some very, very difficult gameplay coming up. Well, here goes nothing. Guts, man, it is. We're going to jump into the uh, select screen and all that first. Nothing too exciting on the beginning, and then you get the stage select screen. It's a blue background, of course. You get six robots to choose from. Cut Man, Guts Man, Ice Man, Bomb Man, Fire Man, Elect Man. Of course, we talked about them earlier. But now, officially, we're going to jump into Guts Man to start things off. Rock and roll, and you're going to hear some cool music right now. That's at the end of Brave the Wild sometimes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but most of you may not have heard of Brave the Wild, the hockey. It's my hockey podcast, Minnesota Wild. But welcome to the construction site. You get your first look at hard hats, classic little hats on the ground that are like robots underneath that shoot three-way uh, shots at you. And then you get a really annoying start to the game right away. The moving platforms uh, that are basically on a uh, gri- uh, string or a whatever you want to call it on a track. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, a track. And then, of course, watch out for the pit parts where the platform goes down. Yep, so be very careful. Time your jumps. It's a nice introduction to a, a game, isn't it? Right at the beginning, you get some crazy hard stuff where you got to jump like almost perfect. So it's a lot of fun. But if you're good at the game, you have a shot. The best part is when you get to the end and you think you're going to make the jump, you got to time that perfectly, too, and be moving forward as you try to get to the next platform. It's, it's wonderful stuff. It's so easy. It's so easy, right? There's also another interesting aspect to this game that other Mega Man games don't have. Um, you uh, have uh, points. You have points in this game. I don't get it. Um, you have points in this game. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know why, but points yeah so you also get tiny little kind of darker orangish color kind of like dark yellow light orange colored pellets that's points isn't that exciting and of course also when you select a boss you get a random amount of points that kind of counts it up and stuff so the very first Mega Man game had a point uh, uh points on it like kind of like a mario game so kind of weird and funny and the pellets are i don't even know what the heck they're for honestly <laughs> they're just there to be there and as you fortunately finally get to the next platform, it might take you like 16 tries or something, but when you do get there, it feels so good, and you're probably asking yourself already, what the heck did I just get myself into? And, uh, yeah, I'm saying that too. Yeah, 
yeah, it's Mega Man 1. <laughs> Mega Man 1 is uh, not a joke. Uh, you get some cool-looking monsters and all that. Flying creatures up above. It's like a helicopter. It could be like an early version of a drone or a droid. Uh, what, not a droid, uh, a drone. Um, so those are kind of cool in a way. I just got an extra guy, and there's an energy pellet, energy whatever the heck it is. And it definitely looks different than the future games. You also have a Hammer Brother? Yeah, a Hammer Brother robot thingy. It's a Hammer Brother. It's a Hammer Brother. It's a Hammer Brother dressed up kind of as a construction worker robot. All right, interesting stuff, eh? Then you get your first area where you start falling down, watch out for spikes, this and that. I went on the right side, and of course, watch the... Yep, you can't really avoid it, so... Yeah, fun. Um, so going on the right side is actually a huge mistake. So don't do that. Go on the left side. You actually can get power-ups instead of uh, dying instantly by touching spikes. That's another fun thing about Mega Man games, which you probably heard about on Mega Man, uh, the Mega Man 2 review as well, is uh, uh, spikes that'll kill you in one hit. It's so cool. It's awesome. Uh, the other interesting thing about the orange pellets, they don't really add to your score until the level's over. Yeah. Why? I don't know. They just, they, you just collect them and you get like X amount of them. Maybe it's some kind of bonus. So I don't know. It's just points though. You don't really get anything out of points. So go all the way to the left. If you can, you can probably get some energy pellets along the way. Watch out for the spikes, blah, 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 blah. This game sucks. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> if you can somehow by some grace of God, get on the platform and get the extra guy. Good for you. If not, well, you just kind of keep going and yeah, these awesome-looking monsters are. Some, some of the characters, though, are classic. And I got introduced to them for the first time playing Mega Man Dr. Wily's Revenge because I hadn't played Mega Man 1 yet, unfortunately, which is kind of sad. It is what it is. The level's actually pretty short. so But also annoying, be prepared for this, super annoying. You go into what, you know, is the boss chamber, so to speak, the little metallic or whatever curtain type of thingy, and then you're faced with little monsters, so that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, Gutsman is a big hulking guy. He looks like Marcus Foligno and stuff. Okay, I'm just kidding. I actually called him Gutsman <laughs> yeah, when I was asked a while back. Uh, I'm going to probably end up just dying because I don't have much power. But yes, you do return to the uh, boss chamber area if you die. So that's the good news. Uh, I kind of had to. I had no energy, basically. I had like hardly anything left. Oh, and now they give me energy pellets. I suppose I probably could have cheated around in that area, uh, maybe with respawning hard hats, and eventually got an energy pellet, but I didn't. So Gutsman, again, your mega pellets, not mega buster, mega pellets, or rocks, or whatever the hell they are, do uh, cause a do cause more damage in this game than in uh, future Mega Man games, because they change the strategy of games. This guy also has a Roy Koopa effect, I'll call it. Like in Mario 3, when you hits the ground and you're on the ground, you're going to be rattled and shaking and stuff. So that's not good. Uh, the good news is, though, when you get hit by the guy, he doesn't cause as much damage. Like, say, if he runs into you as, like, say, future Mega Man games as well, you might lose half your power running into the, the bad guy, so to speak, the boss robot and all that. So apparently it's a 1,000 points per pellet. I had 13 of them. Cool. Gutsman is kaput. So now we'll move forward to the next guy. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. And the next guy is Cutman, who could be my dad, because my dad ran a hair salon for many years, my mom or dad. So my dad is Cutman, I guess. He'll, that, that'll be his nickname. And another very, very cool song to get things rolling forward.
Isn't that a cool song? I think so. And right away you see those big square, you know, brick pile thingies. You can actually throw those with uh, Gutsman, but I don't know. I don't see the point at this at this stage. Uh, we can use them, but I don't know. To throw them at, like, drones, what's the point? You're going to probably have less control of what you're doing doing that, but I don't know. We're going to move forward. You get these uh, things on the wall that remind you of Star Trek or something that uh, <clears throat> shoot at you. Luckily, they only face one direction, but they can shoot diagonally. And they're, they're fairly intelligent as well. So, yes, intelligent robotic thingies shooting out of walls. Luckily, I personally got an extra guy, so that personally helps me quite a lot. So, the more extra guys you get, the more you can be, you know, if you need to sacrifice a life, so to speak, before fighting a boss, that kind of thing. <laughs> and you get more of these annoying, you know, wall cannons. I guess they're cannons, you could call them. Coming out of the wall, shooting at you. And again, they're fairly smart. They start up and come down. There is a pattern to their thing. There is a pattern to their shooting pattern. Yeah, that was a creative way to word it. I'm not going to pass this interview. It looks like I failed. <laughs> Communication, right? Communication failure on my part. But it continues. The cannons keep firing at you, and it's ridiculous and all that. But it is what it is. Unfortunately, you don't have a metal blade or anything to shoot diagonal at them. And then you get a bunch of cutty thingies coming out of the coming out of this what looks like a metal shed or something. That's kind of annoying. And then like a jumping hammer-shaped thing. I, I have no idea what the hell you call these. And then the classic suck, suction cup-looking uh, squares that have eyes in the middle that move horizontally and vertically. No diagonal here, folks. But they unfortunately do take a few shots to defeat. You're constantly going up, up, up which you like to do in your company if the company's nice enough and people are actually paying attention to how good you are at what you do. But uh, no shade being thrown there, of course, at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, another extra guy. That's good. Now, a little energy pellet would be good, too, because I'm running very low, personally, on energy. But this is not, uh, you know, it's not that hard, but it's hard enough, that type of thing. There's nothing too like, oh my god, what can I do? Except maybe the small little opening, tiny opening, where the suction cup robot is right in the way. So that's a toughie. You don't really have any weapon to avoid it. So what I say is don't even dare try to kill it. Just jump through it, or not through it literally, but jump through the opening after it's done moving. Because you will have a couple seconds to do so. Um, you don't need to be over the top, like i got to kill everything in my way. Because sometimes... He that runneth away lives to fight another day. Now it starts getting real tight as I continue to go forward, and they're still being very stingy about energy, which is annoying. Um, very annoying, actually. Oh, well, still, like nobody's giving me energy pellets. That's okay, though. At least I'm getting a clean shot at guys as I continue to press forward. Oh, boy. See, my greediness trying to get energy is going to get me killed if I don't watch it. Jesus, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm probably dragging this out too long, and I apologize. Yep, nobody's giving you anything, but keep trying if you can. Oh, boy, another cut thing you got to worry about coming up. The whole way to avoid that, just keep walking. That's all. You just keep walking. That's all you got to do, like ABGN might say. You just walk over it. Um, and now I get a drone that's in an annoying spot that will not give me a break. Uh, I'm calling it a drone. That's probably not what it's really called, but... Yeah, he is just an absolute headache to deal with. Oh, boy. Then you get a what looks like a... This definitely is a Star Trek, uh, like, early Star... Uh, and it respawns. That figures coming through the wall, or through the side, so to speak. 
So, yep, this definitely has a Star Trek, like, original, well, next generation vibe to it. In the uh, very early episodes, 1987, there's, like, a ball that comes out and kills, or can kill the characters. Was it, like, Tasha Yar and Riker and such? Um, Data. They eventually figure it out, but the thing gets smarter and smarter in that episode, and that kind of gave me a reminder there. This ball that shoots out a bunch of shots in all different directions when it opens up. So, be aware and mindful of that SOB. And, of course, the only way you can kill that uh, said SOB is when it opens up. So, the only way it, it can damage you is when it opens up, and the only way you can damage it is when it opens up. I guess it makes sense. It's like fighting with a sword and having your shield out of the way. Kind of like that, yeah. Unfortunately, there's no shield in this game. Of course, the robot soldiers you'll see later on in the game, yeah, oh, oh, sure, they have shields, but uh, you don't. Na-na-na-boo-boo, says Dr. Wily. Yeah, you don't get shields, but they do. Ha-ha. SOB, right? I keep saying SOB. I don't know what's on my mind right now. You'll also notice there's areas where it's like, if only you had like a rush jet or a jumping item or something to get to. Oh, yeah, that's coming later, unfortunately. I believe that's on a Lechman stage. It's, it's coming. Officially, the item is called the Magnet Beam, and yes, confirmed it is on the Electman stage, and apparently you have to have the Gutsman uh, super arm to be able to use it. Not sure why, but it also dissipates after a few seconds, so use it quickly. Uh, if you're trying to get across like a dangerous area where you could die if you fall, yeah, rather than just trying to reach something, be mindful of the fact that uh, it disappears. Welcome to Mega Man 1, folks. Nothing is final in this game. You are going to fall and die, fall and die, and fall and die. Many times. And or get super frustrated because you're not reaching something you want to. That type of thing. It's fun. And yes, it may sound like I'm bitching like a little creep. It is a fun game. It's just stinking hard, that's all. And uh, the drone, if you could just hit the guy. He's one of those... Ugh, it reminds me of those stupid uh, things. <laughs> there we go. It reminds me of those stupid hunchbacks in Castlevania 1. Or, yeah, Castlevania 1 that drive you nuts. The one drone that just... Ugh, you just can't reach him until you get way to the left, uh, right part of me, and then shoot him from the left, shoot him to the left, basically, uh, once you finally have room to actually take him out. So, yeah, now you get those annoying balls again. Yep, avoid, avoid, avoid. Obviously, try to be in a spot where he may his shots may not hit you. Occasionally, you're going to get hit. Luckily, it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, and he will die in one hit. But watch out for the spikes. Ooh, baby. And as you get to that lower area, <laughs> the lower area, you get the jumping up and down big robot again, which I actually kind of like. It usually means you're getting close to the end of the level, usually, anyway. And you try to fire away as quick as possible, but uh, that one does a ton of damage if it hits you, which really sucks. But And it takes like 50,000 hits to kill him, so maybe you're better off trying to avoid him because he's not real fast. So maybe let him kind of jump, jump, jump. Maybe kind of wait for him to get close and jump over him from the higher platforms that you're on. The Cuzman type stuff. Nope, he's going to get you anyway. It's almost unavoidable. Luckily, he's slow, so maybe, hopefully, he'll drop an energy pellet or something. If you're lucky. Ugh, son of a biscuit. Oh, he did. A small one, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Uh, luckily, I got another extra guy along the way as well. And now you get another new character, which is a spinning uh, cannon, I guess, from the roof or the ceiling. Annoying. SOB. But they're not too hard if you're kind of patient and all that. Patient in terms of, like, not running forward too fast, but uh, shoot the crap out of them super fast, that kind of thing. So, that's probably the best bet, your best way to look at it. And Cutman is ready to go. Equip the Gutsman by simply pressing start and moving to the G. You'll notice the two big blocks. 
on the left of the screen. So, of course, wait for Cutman to do his thing. You go to the left of it, and I missed. <laughs> so, he does die in two hits if you do it correctly. So, <laughs> that type of thing, I'll just kind of have to redo that, unfortunately, by, restart, by not restarting, but by, like, unfortunately dying and redoing it. So, yes, be careful. Take your time. Make sure you hit him, but he will die in just two hits if you handle things correctly. Yes, so you let him kind of hit you, so to speak. Oftentimes you're going to miss on one of the two, so you might have to just resort to the uh, plasma gun, is what it's officially called, Mega Man's regular shots, and uh, hack away there. It's amazing how hard I made such an easy boss, because he's easy once you have the Guts Man. Uh, he moves around pretty quickly, but you have one of the cooler weapons in the game, like a boomerang, like a cut now, basically. 1,000 little pellets, yay, so I got 21,000 points out of it, or not 1,000, 21 of them. 1,000 each, so I do believe uh, Electman is next because we got to cut that wire and hear one of the coolest songs in the entire game that will uh, last a lifetime in several different versions. song right <laughs> that's a song yep when it comes to nintendo and all that elect man is as good as it gets this is not an easy level though unfortunately um these stupid things that move around the platform don't die unless you have actually no you can kill them with the cuts man that's right you can cut the wire so to speak yep you kill them with one shot from the cut boomerang thingy bob but you're gonna miss after the first one's easy to hit the second and third are not as easy um, but now it's a part of the game when energy tanks are going to start becoming more and more valuable. You notice the jumps are very difficult and annoying, even in the very first screen of the level. Oh, it's so much fun, right? But that's Mega Man 1. I'm going to keep saying that over and over and over again until I drive you nuts. That's Mega Man 1, baby. Of course, after you're done taking care of those sons of biscuits, switch back to the plasma shot. That's why it's called P. Not player, but plasma. I can just feel those dis appearing and disappearing platforms coming. Uh, you'll notice the two blue dots. Oftentimes that means there's an electric uh, charge coming your way. From the right or left, it is a horizontal thing. So, yeah, uh, keep climbing upward. And upward and upward and upward and upward. It, and now we get those, ah, more extra guys. This game is incredibly generous with extra guys, I'm going to tell you. Um, energy pellets, not so much, but I got one. Power pellets, power pellets, not so much. 
But uh, yeah, we get these green drone-looking things that shoot electricity at you uh, when their eyes pop out of the top and bottom. They're actually very generous little monsters. And then you get to the infamous appearing and disappearing platforms. The first screen of it's pretty easy. You just kind of watch the pattern, take your time, and go ahead and do it. You're not going to die here from it, but you will get frustrated because there's a good chance you're going to fall to the previous screen and you're not going to be real happy about it. If you manage to get to the left ladder, you're going to get a bunch of energy tanks or a few energy tanks to fill up your cut weapon, which is always a good thing. And then you got to make a weird kind of ring around jump. No, actually you don't. You use the platforms by going to the right side. So you got to do it over again. Yeah, <laughs> my, <laughs> my memory is good most of the time, but not all the time. <laughs> I hadn't played this game in a while, but obviously, you know, I have successfully beaten this game contrary to rumors that maybe I didn't. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's that hard of a game that you'd think there would be a rumor. I didn't beat it. It's just a lie. It's all a myth. Oh, I beat it. It was really hard and all that. And it was a legitimate NES cartridge, you know, no save states, that kind of thing. Me and my friend Dave kind of teamed up and yeah, we're old classic gamers. I believe we're getting closer and closer to that magnet item. It looks kind of like a cannon sticking out somewhere. So we'll get to it eventually, I hope and pray. So the key is be careful about, you know, the energy pellet below you. It's a very difficult jump to get out of there. I don't know why I tried to do like a loop of loop jump, like kind of loop back up. That was stupid. All I really had to do was go up. And you'll notice something very familiar as you get to the little platforms, the little square platforms. This looks exactly like the platforms uh, set up when you're going to fight the dragon in the first wily stage of Mega Man 2. Why I'm coming to that, I don't know, but it looks exactly the same, so I, I, I think it is. So I do believe as you climb the ladder, you're going to want to go on the outside, if I remember correctly, because I do believe that's where your, uh, potentially that's where your magnet beam will show up. That's, again, your uh, platform, will, you know, your, your platform that you're going to be using throughout the game later on to help you reach areas and survive long jumps and such uh, later on is outside. I remember it very distinctly being outside somewhere. I hope I can find it. Oh yeah, and you do need the guts to use it because uh, to get to it. That's the other reason why they're talking about the mega thing. There it is. Yep. Okay, and it does change color just like um, it looks kind of like a cannon or something. But yep, it does change color like say compared to what weapon you're using just like the energy tanks. You'll notice you can uh, there's these squares. Yep, you pick them up. The big, big squares with the guts arm dealy. And then you have the magnet. It's M, and it's wonderful to have once and for all. I finally have it. It feels good, and it's a very valuable item. I remember getting through the game and not having it, or getting near the end, and then it's like, wait a minute, I can't go any further. So it's definitely a life-saving type of item for you. Uh, funny, though, it respawns. Like I said, you already have it. It's on the screen if you go back down in there again, so it's kind of funny. Climb upward with the cuts. Um, Oh, yeah, and you use the cut to kill those annoying little platform deals that run into you. They're almost like little vacuums or something. You know, they're kind of thinking to the future, those those vacuums that cover the ground. Of course, watch out for the electric beams. Time them properly, which sometimes I just simply don't do, which is a pain in the butt, but that's Mega Man. <gasps> and you can tell they really admire that same, you know, setup of blocks, floating block platform dealies. Because <laughs> it's, again... Yeah, it happens again, and then of course it's on the dragon level, which is, it's almost like a shout out, I guess, to the previous game, and eventually you finally get there, and there's that big jumping Pogo guy again, 
uh, waiting for you right before the end boss. I say wait and hope to God he'll accidentally kill himself. But I think he's going to hit me if I do that. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, basically. Yeah, son of a biscuit. Uh, you try to get underneath him and then you get hit anyway. And again, the fun part about all this, you get to climb up the ladder and you're going to have to avoid electricity. Isn't that nice? Before you get to fight Elecman. Ah, oh, how quaint of them. <laughs> and when you finally get to Elecman, the... <laughs> Don't worry, you will not have to worry about the uh, the platform, you know, having to fall down or whatever in a pit. The thing does close, so that's good. You get a floor underneath you. The cut does insane damage. It takes about three hits, even though he could kill you in about three hits as well, so you better get hacking away. Oof, so I survived. I think I got hit three times. I guess it's four times he hits you and you're kaput. It's very Castlevania-like. You know, it's like in Castlevania, 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 like the nerd said, but... You get the elect beam now, which shoots off in three different directions. Up, right, and left. I, I, I think it's even four directions, but uh, whatever it is. We got rid of elect man. It's kind of like, almost like going in a way. Uh, it's not quite like a circle. You kind of go from uh, right. You go to left. Left again, and then to the right. And then, yeah, bomb man is the guy you wrap everything up with later on. But uh, Iceman should be next on the agenda. Woo, agenda. We have agendas here. Yes, we do. And that one does also have the disappearing and reappearing platforms. It's not that hard, though. It's just, it's it's all about timing. It's going to drive you nuts and piss you off as you're doing it. But eventually, you're going to get more and more comfortable with it because it's all a rhythm, just like the electric beams coming out of the, the walls and all that from those two blue dots. It's all rhythm, just... And then, of course, the uh, platform just... It's always the same time. So... Just kind of time it out, get comfortable with it, and it's just it's just a rhythm. So think of it in a musical way. Now it's time to get a little cold down. It's time to cool things down, just like the weather at the time I'm recording this segment. Iceman. Man cometh, and when you see frozen palm trees in the background, it makes you think of, say, Antarctica, how supposedly it used to be a tropical climate uh, many, 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 many years ago, how the uh, continents moved and all that from maybe a Pangea state, but uh, maybe I'll digress back to Mega Man as we continue to hop around. Yep, the music, not quite as exciting, and geez, what an introduction. You get this robot that kind of splits apart when you shoot it, and it's kind of fast and annoying, but I guess if you jump, he dies much faster, so shoot him on top rather than below. Otherwise, you're going to be annoyed like beyond belief. Now we're going to do a polar plunge and all that cute stuff. You get these penguin-looking things 
swimming underwater that try to get you. They move at kind of a, oh no, they look just, uh, they move at the same type of obnoxious uh, uh, pattern as the um, <laughs> Medusa heads in Castlevania and the dragon heads in Zelda 2. Oh, wonderful pairing there. Oh, I can't think of anything I'd rather deal with than those guys. They're so awesome. Oh, get the bleep out. But at least I'm getting a lot of energy pellets to replace all the times I'm getting hit over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Uh, there's an energy, a large energy pellet if you want to get it with the square suction cup things. Thankfully, I'm full at the moment, so I will save it just in case. But I don't know. Then you just kind of fall down the little portal thingy. And now we get our first taste of appearing and disappearing platforms. Oh, goody. I don't remember this being super complicated. It's just annoying and tedious. But there's no time limit like Castlevania has time limits. That's annoying. It's all, again, it's a, it's a rhythm thing. You just kind of time it out. The dude, you just time it out. That's the whole point. And there's often a situation where, say, you look at the, the next one coming. Like, say, you go to the first one, you jump on the first platform, and then you want to immediately jump to the one on the right. No, you take your time. Uh, excuse me, the one on the left. <laughs> Great, Joey. And then you take your time and wait for the one on the right. It's like that extra spot. So you jump for, uh, you kind of wait patiently for that one before you jump off of the platform before it disappears. And then you will work your way up. But I'm guessing you figured that out before I did anyway. So, and yeah, obviously in the past I figured it out many times. But it's like we're kind of, you know, rehashing the past. That's all. That's what video game flashback is all about. And after about 55 tries, you might get it, you know, even though it, it looks so damn easy and it is easy and then it's just not and you mistime it by a millisecond. It's like, ah. Uh, so there's a reason why uh, Lieutenant Commander Data and Star Trek The Next Generation would always talk about nanoseconds. That's about the difference in time in jumping from these platforms to reach the next one. And if you're off by like three nanoseconds or something, oh crap, you get to do the whole thing over again. But the good news is there's no time limit and you're in no danger of dying. So it's like, that's what, when, when you think about that, you don't get nearly as upset. You just get like, okay, can I just do this and move on, please? It's kind of annoying. But unfortunately, the platforms are going to continue. You just see the next <laughs> screen when you jump down the tube or whatever the heck it is. And yeah, you can just tell right away. Of course, there's going to be more platforms. <sighs> and it's kind of all more of the same. Just take your time, be patient, and uh, you'll be okay. God willing. There are times like this that you might consider using the magnet platform. And it's kind of like, why the heck not? Of course, I screwed that up, luckily. <laughs> but yeah, just use the magnet platform if you can. Uh, it's, yeah, well, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> of course I am, but hey, you know, it's all trial and error with this game. And yes, using the magnet is very easy. You just kind of back off a little bit to give yourself a uh, longer platform and you should be good to go. And then you get your next challenge with these things that, these helicopter things that shoot uh, horizontally, that kind of dangerous stuff, actually. You can easily screw up here. Um, luckily, that hasn't quite happened yet, but... Uh, <laughs> It's a fear, believe me. It's, a, it's one of the tougher parts of this stage, at the very least. And you're going to probably face this much more throughout the game, and it's going to drive you crazy. But, well, you'll get there. You might even want to use the magnet platform again. But remember, they don't last forever. So that's obviously a huge key continuing in this stage. And, of course, the annoying hazard here is when you try to get on the little platform, it's slippery, you could fall off. Say you want to switch to... The magnet thingy to uh, fill it up, like the energy pellet. You have to select, obviously, the weapon to fill it up. <laughs> but most of you already knew that. Um, so yeah, but 
you might slip off because of the ice. That's another annoying hazard throughout this level. It's not a very fun level, honestly. <laughs> another part, you're going to run into an area where you're probably going to need the magnet platform again. Is once you get to the edge, like the end of the whole little helicopter platforms, we can call them, the hovering platforms, when you get to the wall area, the wall, as we might call it, <laughs> use the magnet thingy again, and it'll probably be worth it. Try to get the extra guy if you can. Of course, I bleeped that up. What a shocker. So, oh well. Um, hopefully, I'll get more extra guys along the way. And I did go back. I wanted to go back and get it <laughs> to get the extra guy. Uh, how I did it, don't ask. But no, I'm just kidding. I restarted the stage. How obsessed can a guy get? But uh, you, get, you get to get the extra guy, you kind of go as far to the right as possible and then jump and then jump basically instead of fall jump and have yourself kind of angling you know pull yourself to the left and then you'll be able to get that extra guy in the uh you know in the ledge there in the in the little um tunnel or whatever you want to call that and now mercifully we are getting to the uh boss room again the boss room the boss stage whatever you want to call it oh my god you get those annoying medusa head thingies but at least they're generous about Handing out uh, power-ups or whatever. It's not, but it's been mostly these point pellets. Oh, freaking goody. But at least I got one energy pellet. Equip yourself with the elect bolt or elect whatever the heck it is and uh, start firing away as soon as possible with the Eskimo-looking Iceman. And yes, let's call it Thunderbeam. I paused the game quick to check. Yeah, Thunderbeam. Yeah, I feel like a jackass. So even though it's an E when you think of a lack, but Thunderbeam is the official name of the weapon. Hit him once, hit him twice, hit him thrice. And it's yikes for ice. He is on ice. He's iced. He's been electrocuted and he's gone. Whatever it is, we are moving on to the next stage, which is the <laughs> fireman stage fight fire with ice yeah the ice slasher and then ultimately the bomb man stage will be the last one which is one of the cooler songs in Mega Man 1 that also ends usually may uh brave the wild episodes at times with uh let's see what are the uh, yeah elect man guts man or bomb man bomb man is usually on the off-season shows because it kind of has that summary vibe to it in my opinion I should probably use Fireman on my, some of my podcasts as well, my other podcasts. I might even put that as a permanent uh, bumper song to this one at, at times. I should, you know, like if we're ever going to switch from one thing to another, like to a uh, feedback segment or whatever. So, yeah, um, Fireman it is. <laughs> Well, it's time to fire things up. 
Yeah, fire things up. Got it, got it. Just kidding. So we get those floor spinning cannon deals, which are a lot of fun. But luckily, you can even shoot them from the ladder if you want to as you're climbing up. Kind of, I don't know. It looks like a classic Mega Man platforming type of a level. You get the fire effect in the bottom. Maybe you played Mega Man 3 already, like the fire, fiery water or lava or whatever it's supposed to be. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Is it water? Is it lava? Is it blood? I don't know. It's not blood, but at least I hope not. It might be just water with a, kind of a fiery reflection on it, but whatever it is, you don't survive if you fall in it, so it's probably like like metal, maybe like, <laughs> it's probably, yeah, molten metal, that type of deal. Yeah, it is. And then you get these interesting looking fry guy characters that'll come out of the, uh, the pit, so that's interesting, but they can be killed. I always imagine them not being able to be killed. Uh, the stacks of fire that come out of the ground or edges of walls and such can be frozen with the ice slasher. So, but it can be a blessing or a cursing because once it's frozen, you can jump on the item, but, but it could also block your way or hinder your path. So make note of that when you are far and away. Like I just screwed up. I just made it too tall. So I'd be, I'd be blocking my way. But all you got to do is walk off the screen and it'll kind of respawn and go away. There, up. Oh. I did it again. <laughs> That's why I'm such a great gamer, right? I'm fantastic. Absolutely great. Yep, now I got it low, and yes, it's safe. I kept imagining it's like Castlevania 3, where if you freeze the projectiles or anything, and it does melt. So that's, of course it does. You know what? Hell with it. Just screw it. You don't need to freeze it. You can, but you don't have to. In some cases, I think it's necessary to actually walk on as a platform. So another thing to make note of, that you'll be walking on them as a platform. Uh, potential energy tank. So this is where freezing them would come in handy. Yep, so uh, energy pellet. So I'm going to take the first one. Now it froze both of them. That's interesting. Even though I froze one, it froze both of them as they both come up at the same time in the next room. Interesting. Uh, here's, a, here's an area where you could possibly use it as a platform, but it's, no, never mind. It's too high. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a fun level. A lot of trial and error in this place which makes it kind of fun and kind of a pain in the ass, honestly. Oh, and if you jump off the ladder right after you freeze the thing, you just wasted the ice slasher because it's going to be thawed next time you come back up. Oh, the joys. The joys and the love of this game are immense. Absolutely immense. Um, yep, but remember, you do have the magnet platform thing, so you could use that to get up and get the energy pellets up ahead, maybe so you don't use up all your ice slasher. So that's another thing to talk about and think about. And then you get what look like to be fiery lightning bolts coming out of the walls and such. That's always fascinating. Ugh, yep, just having a tough time again. But thank God there is a lot of energy over and over and over. Energy pellets to be had throughout this level. But definitely not one of the easy ones, though, I'll have to tell you. Next screen, you get those fry guy looking characters or fire characters or firebomb from Final Fantasy IV or whatever. Um, an invisible platform, okay. No, not really. Something like that. Uh, yep, this part, you definitely want to freeze the thing because it's too fast. Holy crap. And you can also freeze those weird fry guy characters too, but I don't know what good that does actually because they're still dangerous to you. So make note of that as you press forward. As the danger definitely <clears throat> heats up, for lack of a better term, is now if you get knocked off, if you get bumped, you're probably going to get knocked off the edge and fall in. So difficulty is now increasing dramatically, which is always, well, a sign you're getting probably closer and closer to the end of the stage, 
But, I don't know, the game's also just a big mean son of a biscuit as well. <laughs> the one thing you want to probably do the least when you get in situations like you're getting near and near the end is you want to hesitate less and less. Just kind of make a move, you know, bleep or get off the pot, that type of thing. Um, yeah, and being able to freeze stuff is always nice. It's a very intimidating looking thing coming up where it's like it looks like a fire kind of shooting downward from a, a different ladder. Luckily, it's not a ladder you're in. But now it's gonna, yep, it's gonna be a threat as you go forward. It's kind of like waves of fire, literally, like you know, like it's being pushed by wind or whatever. Um, that's why it's got a boomerang look, like a Terracio storm. <laughs> you're gonna get hit, unfortunately, unless you're like a super perfectionist gamer, because it's pretty fast. I don't really see how you're gonna get through there without getting hit. Maybe I could have frozen it, but I didn't. Oh, and then you get these bomb-looking things coming at you. If you shoot them and they're too close to you, they blow up and damage you. So, make note of that. Isn't that just wonderful? Stuff like that. It's just, uh, yeah, this game's getting real hard real fast. I mean, real fast. And it gives me an energy pellet that's, you know, a different level below me. How generous. <laughs> yeah, that's, <clears throat> did I say it again? That's Mega Man 1 for you. And honestly, backtracking, your best bet is probably to use the magnet platform um, rather than walk into the fire deal, you know, the fire, the the waves of fire coming down. So use the magnet platform instead of being a dummy like what I was doing and walking through it. So, yeah, there's just no point to that type of uh, logic. So, yeah, I mean, once you have that magnet platform, it really does make a difference. It's the closest thing to rush or item three or whatever the heck, item one or item two or whatever the heck it would be in Mega Man uh, 2 or 3. And of course, Rush in Mega Man 4, but he's not as uh, he's not as good in Mega Man 4 and beyond. He's just not. Mega Man 3, Rush is absolutely the absolute best, the most mobility, but it made the game easier too, so making the game too easy is not always a good thing either. <laughs> Want to know the best thing about those stupid, like, shark bombs that are coming at you? Uh, you know, that, that blow up if you shoot them. They blow up and damage you if they're too close. They move in that same obnoxious uh, Medusa heads and dragon heads pattern. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. More fun. And, of course, those cute little, va I, don't know, I call them like little robot vacuum things on the bottom of the platform. You can only damage with the cut, uh, with the cut weapon, basically. So, that's always great. Getting closer and closer to the end as you can just kind of sense it. And it's like, you gotta be sooner or later. These levels aren't that big. It's Mega Man 1, you know. Mega Man 1 isn't that large of a game. Which will make this review probably shorter than some of the others. But it's not definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna be longer than the combat review. That's already a done deal. As I can see the end in sight. Um, yep. Try to get that ice thing ready. And of course you get irregular pattern here with these stupid fire, uh, whatever they are. Yep, of course, I froze one in the way. That's real helpful. So use your brain and don't be like Joey and uh, do something a little differently. No, <laughs> I guess you have to freeze them first and then freeze and then walk through. You have to wait for the second one to melt. That's your best bet, really. You just kind of stand in between the two frozen um, fire pillars and then uh, walk through. That's your best bet, honestly. Inside, you get the annoying ceiling instead of floor uh cannons that spin around so you get to deal with that it's always something they can never just go right to the monster and of course they never give you energy if you're lucky they'll give you a uh, uh they'll give you a weapon tank so oh well equip your ice slasher and head to fireman it's time for the showdown <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
just realized I never even played the boss music. What the heck? So I'm playing it finally now, like the, you know, <laughs> the Robot Master song when you're fighting them. So you're finally hearing it now, and you'll hear it more and more as the game progresses. Sorry, that's kind of, yeah, I didn't realize I left room for those. I didn't leave room for those, but maybe I'll, I will along the way as I'm editing this show. This guy's pretty tough, though. It takes more hits than some of the others, unfortunately. But you will emerge victorious if you just kind of rapid fire. He's going to rapid fire at you, you rapid fire at him, and you will win the day. Because the Ice Slasher does more damage to him than the uh, fire shots do to you. So the fire waves, or whatever you want to call them. You are victorioso, and then we head to Bomb Man. The fire storm, yeah, that makes sense, because it looks like a storm. It looks like a, like a derecho. It's shaped like a derecho, kind of that boomerang shape as it's coming towards you. So, perfect. So that's what that was kind of flying down that tube earlier, like a heat vent looking thing with firestorm shots. It's the same thing. So kind of funny. Bomb Man. Ooh, it's time to go for Bomb Man. Ooh, cool music too coming up. indeed of course you heard that song frequently during brave the wild when it's usually an off-season show the awesome bomb man song you get these kind of dome shaped they almost look like water towers off in the background i'm not sure exactly what they're supposed to be but you get these giant uh mechanical i don't know they're almost like frogs they move around like frogs the level design is kind of cool you have these uh bombs that come out of the, the pits that spread basically into four parts to damage you, so that's always a fun thing. You get the tip, you get the thing that comes out of the ground that shoots in all different directions, all that cute stuff. At least you have options to heal up and all that along the way, and so on and so forth. Gotta love the music in this one, and it's kind of that outside, nice blue sky look. Kind of like, kind of like it is as I'm recording this particular segment right now for Bomb Man. You get these wall cannons that shoot at you that open and close. Of course, watch out for the spikes if you can do that. That's always the best part of the game is the damn spikes. The best way to take those guys out and potentially avoid the spikes and all that is to kind of shoot from way off in the right, kind of like two ladders away. Basically, you can shoot through the platforms and get rid of those cannons right before you get to the ladder in front of the cannons, and then you're potentially in danger otherwise. And that way, you take out the cannons, and you have a nice large uh, power pellet that can fill you up right before... You, you move on to the next area. So that's a good deal, eh? I'll take it. I'll take it any time of the week. So we continue to climb, climb, climb. We're going up, up, up in the world. It's kind of, you know what this is in a lot of ways. I'm realizing it now. It's kind of like a prequel to Crash Man in a lot of ways. 
And you get the annoying shoulder, uh, soldiers, shoulders, right? Soldiers with shields. You have to look away for a second for them to kind of turn around and shoot at you. Oh, this one's really annoying. It's a green one. But, um, yeah, that's an annoying type. Now you continue towards the right and fire away, fire away. Watch out for the floating, watch out for the floating up and down bombs that move in the regular, that move in the, not irregular, but wavy pattern, similar to, again, the Medusa heads of Castlevania and the dragon heads of Zelda 2. How quaint. That's my favorite type of monster in any game. And again, if you shoot them, they blow up. So try to shoot them from a distance if you can. Keep a distance. If you can, sir. If you can't, well, it kind of is what it is. You're, you know, it is what it is. Maybe try to avoid them if they're real close versus shooting them. You have these close-to-the-ground horned machines that almost look like vacuum cleaners that damage you. Uh, you can kill them with cut boomerangs. Otherwise, just avoid them entirely and keep going. That's the best part uh, of everything. So, again, try to avoid the bombs as you continue to climb upward a bit. Now you get the screen with spikies and what look like the Star Trek uh, Next Generation, early era, era of Star Trek Next Generation, the bombs that float around in the air, or not bombs, but like, it's kind of like a floating cannon that uh, opens up and shoots pellets at you, how quaint, as always. So keep an eye out and wait your turn for the damn thing to open, and then far away, might. It's the best thing you can do, really, and avoid the spikes as humanly possible of course the annoying part is though the thing respawns so be careful not respawns but respawns so yeah again try to avoid the spikes as possible and keep moving to the right and just keep going and going and going and going because you're gonna that's all you have a choice you're better off just keep moving <laughs> and stay away from the sons of biscuits rather than hang around and get hit 55 times now we're near the end of the level don't jump up to where the shoulder the shoulder the shoulder is the shoulder the soldier is why can't i say the word uh soldier i have no idea wait for him to kind of fire and shoot at him before you that way you can hopefully get into the uh the chamber where bomb man is or we will be using fire storm which is the weapon of choice against bomb man beat bombs with fire i guess oh it took like 50 shots on that stupid uh, soldier oh boy and of course again in mega man one it's unique to the others where there's actual potential hazards on the way down to the boss. Yeah, the suction cup thingies. Watch out for those, if humanly possible. Once again, whip out your firestorm as a bomb man approaches, and far away, literally, if you can. Luckily, it also forms kind of a shield as well, so actually rapid fire if you can, and eventually bomb man will be no more. And off you go now to the wily stages. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> as of course now you wait the points here as I'm not gonna <clears throat> yeah wait out the points and then you get a screen if the thing ever shows where Dr. Wily is in the middle now instead of the robots Dr. Wily's now in the middle the robots are still there but Dr. Wily has taken over now so now you go to Dr. Wily and off we go into the main main part of Mega Man woohoo um, yep and of course he's gonna Oh, he didn't raise his eyebrows. I thought he was. Hmm. Okay, yes, he does. He's waving and raising his eyebrow. Gets in his little uh, capsule like he's very famous for. So even in Mega Man 1, you get to see Wily get in his little capsule transportation device. And it's Wily stage. There's no Wily castle in this one, 
of course, you, it is technically the Wiley Castle, you could say, but you don't uh, see it, actually. You just start playing the levels. Fun. And then the music changes and gets more and more dramatic as it is wont to do. Fun stuff, it's Wiley time. Let's uh, get going. Yeah, you get the big jarring thing at the beginning and can take a lot of damage if you get hit once. It takes about one-fourth of your damage, quite annoying. And they take a million hits. Otherwise, maybe shoot them with electric if you can. <clears throat> Otherwise, just try to avoid them, the jumping up and down annoying robot thingies. The electric isn't even that effective, to be quite honest. <laughs> you still have to hit them like a good three times, but... Luckily, the electric doesn't affect you as much as you think it would. Uh, does, or, uh, yeah, it doesn't get used up as quickly is what I'm trying to say. Honestly, it's a pretty mean way to start the uh, Wily stages is having these jumping giant, you know, robots coming at you. Uh, uh, your best bet is to kind of go to the left a little bit. Try not to let them get too close because then they do like more of like a, like a, like a kind of a hop skip rather than like a nice long slow jump. Because you want them to do the long slow jump so you can run underneath them and get out of there. Otherwise, see, if they're kind of jumping forward rather than up, they're going to hit you every freaking time, and it's going to take about one-fourth of your energy. So that's the strategy going forward, is kind of when they start to come on the screen, don't move too quickly. Kind of start to turn to the left a bit, and uh, wait for them to do the, like, long jump. And go underneath the son of a biscuit. Unfortunately, they're going to respawn, and I don't... It's almost... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might respawn as well, so it's kind of like... It's kind of like pick your poison as we're getting through this part. Again, it is a very mean introduction to the Wily stages, I would have to say. Um, and then eventually you get to where you're going to need the Guts item to get started uh, continuing the level. Because you notice the wall color is a bit different and shaped differently and all that stuff. That's Guts. So it's it's not Guts. Like, or it's, you need Guts to pick them up. It's movable panels. So select the G, Guts. Pick it up, throw it, and pick it up and throw it again, and pick it up and throw it again, and pick it up and throw it. Okay, you get the idea. And now you get the fire, which is real quaint and cute and everything, and you can't even move. It's just brutal. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This is a very mean part of the game. Your best bet here, of course, is to freeze those fire sons of biscuits on their way up, but try not to shoot them too high, because otherwise it's just in your way. So, it's one thing or another. The Wily stages are... The difficulty level is borderline criminal in this part of the game. It's like Castlevania all over again. Again, your best bet is to try to freeze those fires. Luckily, you will have a power pellet above, but to reach it is not going to be too easy. You might need to use the um, platform thingy, and even that's not easy to do. Looks like. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know, as Bill Guerin might say. Oh, I, I got up there. No problem. It went without the platform. But then use the platform after to get over the spike bar, because you just might fall in. Um, 
the second jump for the spikes isn't too hard, but the first one I think is pretty tight. I wouldn't bleep with it if I were you, to be quite honest. So, I don't know. <laughs> if you're the save stating part, once you get through that, if you're the save stating type, once you get through that part, maybe consider save stating. Otherwise, if you want to just keep playing, keep playing. Whatever. You're the tough guy that can beat the game with, uh, all the way through. Go for it. And more power to you. I think that's a good thing. You know, you're, you're a superstar and you deserve respect. <laughs> Otherwise, it's up to the guts again, which is really annoying. Ugh. You get punished for doing this and punished for doing that. Walking off the screen, guys respawn. It's, oh boy. This is a very different ball game right now. Uh, the Wiley stages really, the difficulty really amps up in a quick hurry once you get here versus the uh, the regular Robot Masters. Also note, the worst part about this game, the uh, you know, in certain, in certain games, if you get hit and you're like maybe invincible for a couple seconds, if you hit the spikes, you're okay. In this one, you're not. You hit the spikes in any form whatsoever, you're dead instantly. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, that's Mega Man 1. They made it a little bit too hard, in my opinion. And once you get through the double trouble of the uh, wavy bomb, the, the wavy bomb man bomb type of guys, now you go down and you get the, the uh, helicopter... <laughs> kind of pre-airman-like stage with uh, spikes underneath it and spikes above. Yeah, it's real easy. It's easy. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. So easy. In fact, it's not easy at all. In fact, just jumping on the damn thing and you die, it seems like. So, of course, the trick is don't jump too hard and don't run into the monster, you know, the, the, the helicopter guys, basically. If you run into them, if you get touched by anything, pretty much chances are you're going to fall on the spikes and that's it. So... Real nice. It's so, such an easy level. You know, it's so easy. Yes, it is. Now you get to the next screen and platform time. It's time for the platform. There's no other choice here from what I can gather. So you got to use up as much. <laughs> uh, so you end up, <laughs> you end up uh, using up a lot of energy going through that part. And you might mess up. That's always the fun part, too. So once you're able to get through that screen, try to, the, the way to potentially conserve your energy, so to speak, for that magnet, uh, you know, or for the mega platform, so to speak, or magnet platform, is to kind of create some space in between the two. It's not easy to do, but it can be done. That way you don't use it as much. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's not an easy level. And now you get your first boss. So your first Wily stage is over, and you get to hear a very interesting and dramatic boss song right now. <laughs> Get used to that song. It's very intense, and uh, yeah, you're in for something special here. And this is the Rock Monster. Now, there is a trick for this guy. The Rock Monster, he moves so quickly, you feel like you have no chance against the son of a bitch. So, of course, the Elec is the weapon of choice against the Rock Monster, and it hits the, uh, you get it to hit the eye. But the trick is to press the Select button over and over and over and over again. Also, you want to get over to the other side before he starts reassembling, so to speak. The first time he assembles, you're probably going to get hit. But if you can stay as far enough to the right or left of the screen, which would make more common sense one way or another, you're probably going to be okay. So basically, when the level st the boss starts, <laughs> uh, move all the way to the right of the screen. Okay, maybe not. You don't do that either. <laughs> you're going to get hit regardless. It's so fast. It's like a completely different game. 
I don't even know how people beat this in the past, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know how people beat this guy in the past without, like, basically cheating. Like, you almost need Game Genie to beat this son of a bitch. It's real fun. It's freaking fun. Fun as hell. But the Rock Monster is probably the hardest boss in the entire game, and the music fits perfectly because it's maddening and frustrating and, I can do this, I hope. The ultimate trick to beat him is when he's getting hit with the, his eye, of course, is getting hit with the electricity, press select over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of cheating, but you know what? Bleep it. He's so hard, it doesn't matter. The, the game is cheating. Like, how can you beat him without that, honestly? It's like the only way to beat him, and honest to God. I don't know how me and my friend Dave did it years ago, because, like, we're talking circa 2003. Somehow we pulled off the miracle of all time. It was like 03, 04, sometime around there and beat the game just straight up without any type of anything. Um, because years later, you saw on YouTube, they just press select over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. But it's still freaking hard, even with that. Pressing select, because it's like the pause button, it keeps, it's hitting him way more often that way. And that's how you beat the rock monster. Good luck, guys and gals. <laughs> huh. And when the bleeping bastard finally dies, when you have like one bar of health left, you say... If I'm cheating or not cheating by pressing select because it hits the guy more often that way, bleep you, I don't give a bleep. I don't care. That's not cheating. <laughs> you have to find a way to beat it. The game is cheating. I'm sorry. So now you go to the next level. <laughs> you go to the next level of the Wily stages and, uh, yeah, continue on, my friends and friends and colleagues. Yes, yes. <laughs> Now you get to a nice Minnesota wild looking stage. You get the green and red. So that's Minnesota wild colors, Christmas colors. Just in time for Christmas season upon us as this show is being released in the Christmas seasons. Good times. It's like November, December-ish, kind of the time as I, I, I get really get into Mega Man mode. You get these flying, annoying characters that don't go away. You could shoot them and they keep, there's another one and after another one after another one and you, you always seem to miss one and you can't seem to make contact with them and Makes the level so much more fucking uh, fun, doesn't it? Also, another note, in order to really, if, if you're getting frustrated with the rock monster, like, hey, pressing select's not doing much, you have to press it very rapidly as it starts making contact. The electric, you know, bolt makes contact with the eye of the rock monster. So, it's kind of rehashing that. If you're like, how the heck did he ever do that? That's BS. He's making it up. He's it doesn't work. It doesn't work the way he's saying it. It doesn't make any sense. Now, this beginning part with these flying helicopter-like... These are not the same helicopters, the ones that are like the flying platforms. 
these are just flying drone-like ball thingies that are annoying and stuff, and they try to ram into you. They actually don't shoot at you, they just ram into you. They're really annoying, and they respawn and stuff if you look off the screen a little too far. So, it's really annoying. Your best bet might be to whip out the cut. Yeah, works pretty good, actually. The cut uh, weapon, so to speak. So, that seems to work okay. Because it moves a little slower and kind of to the boomerang effect. But you still might get knocked off the ledge and get extremely frustrated. So, this is not a fun part of the game at all. The game's getting too hard now. Honestly, your best bet with these guys is what? Move as quick as you can forward without getting knocked off the edge. Just move, move, move. Kill them as you go, but move. If you get a temptation, oh, I want to turn around and get some more and maybe get some weapons or something. Well, eh, sometimes, but if but don't get mad at me if it doesn't work out. Um, yeah, now you get to fight Cutman again, interestingly enough. So use whatever weapon you need to use against him to kill him quickly, which was Super Arm. That's Fire... Okay, Super Arm, but yeah, but you can't because there's no gut stuff here. So Firestorm for the second encounter, as they say. So you get those cool-looking Atlanta Hawks colors or whatever. Kansas City... I don't like them. Atlanta Hawks colors, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> Cutman is dead. There we go. That took about way more effort than it needed to. I believe you fall through the... Yep, the, the more uh, to the left. So that's kind of the next stage here. This uh, game is hard. It's like I barely even remember fighting them this way, but it's, it's fun stuff. So now when you're moving forward, you get those spinning, you know, things, <laughs> the spinning cannons, basically, that shoot at you. Your best bet, since they're below you, is to try to use a lek to shoot down and get them. You wish you could get an energy tank, but now you're going to the next uh, level here to get more uh, <clears throat> strength and all that. Good, yeah. So there's an invisible platform beneath when you try to get to the energy tanks. Jump over, jump over kind of as like, try not to fall in, jump over when you get to kind of the center area, so to speak, and then you'll fall in and get to your next uh, mini-boss. Well, kind of mini-boss, which is the Lek Man. You're going to want to cut him up because you're going to cut him, man. You're going to cut him from the team, or he's going to electrocute you to oblivion one way or another. And um, this is a very hard level. Very hard. Hard. And the trick to get to that, to jump over the platform, by the way, when you're trying to get, you know, the invisible, get over the invisible platform, Walk up to pass the, you know, like the, you know, there's the small block at the beginning of the, on the left, and then there's the big two blocks, right? Uh, it's like the dark area, and you get the little energy tanks on the end. Once you get to the end of the second block, then you jump. That's the trick. And get your energy tanks for whatever you need. I'd say the magnet platform is a good idea at the end of the day. So, yeah. Then you deal with Cutman, or Electman, pardon me, you try to cut the wire. And if you are able to get past Cutman with, or Electman with a decent amount of energy, that's great. Then you continue. This time, you don't go to a mini-boss right away. You go down further. Oh, goody. Once you go start going down, you start fighting against those suction cup guys after, again, surviving the bomb, uh, spread bomb deals. From, but probably this is going to be Bomb Man coming up. I mean, I'm not too surprised if it is. Hope to God somebody might drop some kind of an energy tank. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, if you get somebody beneath you, you're probably going to want to get up, and the elect works really well against the um, suction cup guys. In fact, it works insanely well. It kills them in one hit. That's pretty good. So definitely use that if you can. Work your way down. Of course, you would be able to get an extra guy if you wanted to, possibly with the magnet. Uh, unfortunately, boy, you want that energy, but... They're not too generous about that. Oh, there's one. Big one above uh, 
you're there on the platform, you might want to consider that. In fact, I would highly recommend going for it if humanly possible, but unfortunately, human and possible aren't really a combination in this game. But finally, <clears throat> once you get to the suction cup area, though, it is officially a checkpoint. You finally reach a checkpoint, so maybe, maybe you just want to get that extra guy. Of course, you have to lose more magnet power, but hopefully you can restore that later um, with energy tanks along the way from killing guys. So you finally reach a damn checkpoint after you get past that bomb area. But if you can't survive the bomb area, you're going back all the way to fight Cutman and Electman again. And it's so stupid. It's like, really? I have to do all that again? Yep. And you keep working your way down, down, down. And now you go to the next boss stage where it's going to be the Mega Man clone. Woo-hoo-hoo. Scary stuff, actually. This is not an easy battle at all. At all. Especially from pairing painful memories and such in my past. Um, luckily, I am a full power when taking him on at this second. So let's uh, hope for the best. You get the cool colored background. And uh, <clears throat> your best bet is to have your own weapons and far away. At least from what I remember, but I'm not seemingly getting too far with that. There's all different kinds of ideas you can use. But your best bet, just fire away, fire away, fire away. Because then he actually counters attacks. So you switch to something, he'll switch to something. So it's pretty wild and crazy. It's a hell of a battle. It's a one-on-one, mono-a-mono type of deal. And, uh... Well, if you win, you win. You lose, you lose. That kind of thing. It's kind of like Link's Shadow in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it's like Link's Shadow in a Mega Man game. Interesting. At the end of the day, your best bet against the Mega, you know, against the clone character is to pull out the Elec and just kind of keep a distance and fire away. Keep firing away. He doesn't respond as quickly with this one. So that's the good part. The bad part might be your, maybe your resources are dry, drained out. So there's always that possibility. But, uh... You have, a, you have a fighting chance <clears throat> and to actually get ahead in the battle because otherwise his hits do more damage to you than you do to him. That's the problem with this freaking level and there's no energy tanks in Mega Man. So definitely something to think about one way or another. By the grace of God, I emerged victorious versus the clone. See, um, well, I, I only had half elect energy, which is really frustrating. So, I was, But I was able to get uh, the clones powered down quite a bit and then switch to the regular shots and then just kind of jump, fire, jump, fire, jump, fire, jump, fire in like a wave pattern, you can say, with the bullets. And you will eventually win the day. And uh, thank God, you know. But now you want to hope and pray that you can build up some of your uh, resources because, I don't know, it's just going to get harder and harder as you go. And now the music changes as you get deeper and deeper in the Wily Castle. <laughs> this stage, you're just kind of working your way down, 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 fighting against those suction cup wall square thingies. <clears throat> they belong on an Atari game, not in this one, because they're 
boxes, right? They're like squares. Uh -huh. Everything's square and boxy, you know, just like um, Atari and, and television and stuff. I don't know, but nobody's dropping anything of value, which is annoying. Not overly surprising. And without elect, you're going to probably resort to cut when it comes to the ceiling ceiling spinning cannons that could also be on the floor, but the ceiling in this case for the most part. So you're going to want to use the cut against them. Again, they're not being real generous with dropping energy tanks. The only one that did, it fell down below into the pit. So it's real helpful. Thanks so much. Now the water comes racing in and things get even more dramatic. It's not going against wavy um, whale, killer whale type creatures that are whatever they are, like submarines. But the trick is move as fast as you can and jump over them when they start to wave, when they start to wave downward, so to speak, them being the uh, enemies. You might want to start shooting though and hope that they drop some kind of energy, but unfortunately a lot of them are bombs and stuff, so that doesn't help you at all uh, most of the time, unless you can keep a good distance. I don't know, this game is really hard and frustrating. <laughs> it's just all the way, it's a, 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 that's the best way to describe it. And now you get to what looks like you, know, you have guts, weapons, and such to deal with your next monster, which is some kind of a water creature, um, but you want to kill him with the guts, apparently. It's pretty obvious because you got the, the squares in front of you to do so. But the trick to beating this guy is not to use the guts right away. Notice how there's like a kind of a colored light or color. Yeah, it's like a color in front of him. So he starts off with what, like orange and such, and you just kind of work your way. Don't start throwing uh, the guts at him until he gets, until he turns green. Uh, that's when, yeah, yeah. So it's like you keep shooting, uh, you keep shooting his bubble, you burst his bubble, so to speak. With the, oh, yeah, you keep bursting his bubble, so to speak, with the um, regular shots. And then, once he gets to a green, or I believe it might be the one after green, when I was, as I was just playing it, <laughs> uh, that's when you're, you're, it's, it's only four more hits until he dies. So it's just one, two, three, four with the guts. Like, aim carefully and such. And once it's, of course, to the red light, that's the final, final stage. But he's moving super fast. But yeah, but yeah, you have one less, you have one guts left, and you can kill him in one hit rather than having to shoot him over and over and over again into the bubble. Because you're not going to kill him when he's moving that fast with your regular shots, because you're probably beat to hell anyway along the way. So that's the trick to beating the son of a gun. And then you get to level four where you see spikes and platforms and ladders, and yeah, well, we're getting really close. This is pretty much the end of the game now. And by the way, I did backtrack to make absolutely sure which, uh, so you, you beat the green, the green light with the regular shots, the green light with the regular shots, and then he turns like a purplish color. That's when you're at the final four hits, where you just use guts, 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 you know, that you pick up the, the block. So you don't use the block until you get, uh, until you beat the green light, not at the green light, but beat the green light with your regular shots. Of course, again, dodging along the way. And um, then you can kill him in one hit with the block. So that's a lot more effective against a, a bubble or glass or whatever. It's throwing a huge giant uh, block at it versus um, just regular shots. So that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Final level. Let's go, baby. Let's go.
If you weren't already at the edge of your seat, you should be now, because this is where Nintendo fever kicks in, if it hasn't already. Remember what the angry video game nerd called it, where you, sw you sweat, your hands sweat, and you get nervous and all that, so it's super duper showtime now. There's no doubt about it. Uh, supposedly there's a power-up item coming up very shortly that'll fill up everything, so really looking forward to that. I have a vague memory of it. It's been quite a while. So, it's been quite a while since I got this far. In fact, I got this far once. That one time with my friend Dave Reinhardt. Just in case you're listening, Dave Reinhardt is the Black Ninja, as we like to call each other. He, I'm the Blue Paladin, Blue Paladin Joey. So, <laughs> still have an email account that says that that I use every day, pretty much. So, it's my main uh, Outlook or Hotmail account and all that. So, we're climbing up, climbing up, avoiding those annoying guys that shoot kind of lightning at you at a, at a straight horizontal angle, so to speak. Well, there's a wall of gutsiness in the way. I think we're, I don't know, it's like I'm almost out of everything. It's just a pretty ridiculous situation we're in here. Uh, hope I can get high enough. Nope, apparently not. And yeah, so you want to get up there to try to get the large energy tank if you can to fill up something. But soon, eventually, we're going to get the main, main item coming up. And of course, after you do get the energy tank, when in my case, fill up the, uh, well, not fill it, but <laughs> add to it, to the magnet uh, platform type of deal. Now you get to see a bunch of, uh, well, you kind of start to walk through what's kind of like a dark tunnel-y area where you have those spinning cannons from the ceiling type of deal. So pull out your cut weapon, basically, and you have a bunch of what look like a guts, guts men up there in the ceiling. Now you get to a point where the, the uh, cannons are tucked in far enough you can't even really get them with a the the cut. So it gets to be an extremely frustrating area. And of course the power-ups and all that are very few and far between. Now you get closer and closer to the, now you get to the moving platform deal. But it's like, a, it's the one that's on the, uh, it's not on a grid, but it's on like a pull, you know, like the chain ones. So like it's, it's on a pulley. And the one that obviously flaps down if you're not ready for it when the pulley kind of tends to disappear. So it's a heck of a lot of fun. It's, it's the final level of Mega Man 1, arguably the hardest game ever made, arguably. So be ready and be prepared for a very, very tough go-ahead here. And apparently as you ride the pulley all the way to the right, there is that, uh, I forget what they call it, Takeshi. I think if I'm pronouncing it correctly, let me see. I had it right in front of me here. It is the... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Shichi, just like in 1943, where in this case it fills up everything, everything, weapons, everything, weapons, energy, everything. So you're good to go, but unfortunately you have a dangerous jump ahead of you. There is also an extra guy. If you want to save state, I don't get mad at you at this point. Save state to your heart's desire. That's probably your best bet. <laughs> but uh, because yep, you got the moving platform, you got to jump and all that. There's spikes in the way. Of course, making the jump is like, you know, very difficult. So you have to hope and pray. You also maybe just be patient for the stupid thing to come back. That's probably your best bet to get everything. Yeah, it's uh, obviously this is as hard of a game as you're ever going to play. So, <laughs> yeah. And of course, you can always use the magnet platform as well. But maybe be facing the right direction. That might help a little better so you don't waste a shot of it. But... Uh, it is what it is. I believe you're heading closer and closer to the end now, but you're also going to be fighting against the uh, Robot Masters again. So that's the fun part. So, sorry, so it's Bomb Man. I don't know why I'm bumping the pause button. I didn't even need to do that. Bomb Man. So apparently, 
uh, with Bomb Man. It works. Uh, he's weak against Firestorm now. Or, yeah, he's weak against Firestorm. Fireman is easily weak. Or, yeah, he's weak against the Ice Slasher. Uh, obviously, Iceman can't stand Thunder, as they say. And Hyper Bomb. Well, let's say, uh, yep, it'll work against Gutsman because we started off with Gutsman. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to use the. Uh, Hyperbomb against him, and they say it's basically the only robot master in the entire game that uh, is weak against the hyperbomb. So it's kind of funny, but now it's Bomb Man, and bon, Bomb Man himself, Fire Storm, Fire Storm, Fire Storm, like uh, like one of the uh, Tales of Destiny games. So try to keep your distance because the stupid bomb spreads and it's annoying and all that. But eventually he dies. Unfortunately, this one is not similar to uh, this game is not similar to some of the others where they give you like an energy tank. This one's just like, screw you, go back to work, like it or not. So that's the crappy part. You don't really heal. This is an endurance round against these robot masters and Fireman. Boy, talk about Firestorm. That is the definition of Firestorm, the way he rapid fires that sucker. It's not quite that way when you're using it, is it? The good news is, though, that the ice does more damage to the fire than the fire does to you. So that's the good news. Bad news is he is pretty aggressive, and you can easily screw up and die and all that stuff, and fires remain there. So it's there's nothing really easy about this. You just got to kind of do it. <laughs> there's no real trick or pattern, and then you got to endure and get to Iceman with Elec. And can you survive it? Hopefully. Not easily done, but the good news is he's pretty weak. Him being Iceman is insanely weak against Elec, and you only use up three shots to kill him. So freaking awesome there. You get the heck out of there. Keep going. Now you got to deal with guts. Oh boy. So it's all kind of again. It's a sequence. It's again easier said than done. And I'm accomplishing a whole lot of nothing here, which is wonderful. <laughs> so that's the best part. It doesn't get easier. It really never does. So the trick is at least, well, maybe there's no trick. Uh, at least, see, it is an endurance round, but at least you can start over. You know I mean, like when you die, you get to start right back at. Uh, uh, if and when you die, you start back at Bomb Man and try to get better and better and better and roll through it. And then right before what appears to be the final, final chamber, you want to use the, um, or there's a big energy tank. So give that to, I mean, either ice or fire or something. So, because now you're looking at on here, you're going to want some Firestorm for the first thing. So fire is probably used up a bit. So maybe use the energy pellet for that and uh, get ready for the final fun. Unfortunately, I'm beat to hell. So, it's a matter now of do I continue or not here after that. So, <laughs> this is the final two bosses. Well, it's Wily and then Wily again, basically, to make it uh, obvious. Um, a very famous image you're looking at, Dr. Wily. So, I <laughs> died in one hit because I had no power left. I'm just kind of experimenting to seeing what you do next. Yes, you do go to the end. So, that's what I suspected. And you could restore power again. So, this is where having a lot of extra guys will help you. Uh, extra guys build up throughout, throughout the game will help in a big way. So there's ice, there's fire, there's the magnet thingy, and then the elect. Uh, I guess in this case, because you're not going to use bomb ever again, you probably don't need ice. I don't believe you use ice against them. No, but it's just fire, regular shots, and thunder beam. So that'd be elect. So that's your plan. That is your, that is your plan of attack here going forward to finish this game off ultimately at the end of the day so uh boss number one and boss number two apparently seven hits on this one with the firestorm it isn't well yep so yeah you kill that one in just seven quick hits and then the next one it's several hits 
I believe it's on up to 21 hits with the elect, but you can use the select, you know, the select slash pause button, which is select in this game, trick as well if you want to kind of quote-unquote cheat. But as hard as this game is, I don't really consider it cheating. It's up to you how you feel, so you make your own decision on that. Let's uh, play, baby. Let's play. Final music. Enjoy. Like I said, fire, 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 fire. The first, the first incarnation is very easy. You can uh, even the shield can hack away. But now it's time to elect the son of a biscuit into the next, uh, you know, into the next reality, that type of thing. Um, the select thing seems to work very slowly on here anyway. So I'm not sure what else to say other than just keep attacking and, and win, baby, win. So shooting it from a, 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 uh, like a horizontal rather than vertical is much more effective. It does much, 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 much more damage. Uh, this is the kind of game, games like this are why the energy tank was invented for Mega Man 2, 3, 4, and, uh, and beyond. Energy tank was invented for a reason, no doubt about it. So, <laughs> no doubt about it. It's like the game's freezing here. That's always the best part of this. And then when the most unbelievable feeling in the world happens, as you watch Wiley come out of the, whoo, come out of the machine and beg for forgiveness for the first out of nine billion times that are going to come up again. And if you are going to use the little cheat, so to speak, you have to use it as the bolt starts hitting the red, you know, the front area, you know, like the red dot, the red nose, basically, of the machine. That's where it'll be most effective because you'll probably hit him about five or six times instead of two or three. So that's the main difference with the select button. Enjoy the ending music. Either way, at the end of the day, <laughs> the further Wiley is from you, the more of an advantage you have. The closer he is, the bigger, bigger disadvantage at the end of the day. 
So hope you're enjoying this, uh, the ending and the great music. And now we'll hear the storyline as we continue to move forward. After beating one of the hardest games in the world, Mega Man has ended the evil domination of Dr. Wily and restored the world to peace. Isn't that wonderful to be able to read that? Uh, However, the never-ending battle continues until all destructive forces are defeated. (laughs) Nudge, nudge, hint, hint. There's going to be a sequel. No. Fight Mega Man for everlasting peace. Gee, there's not going to be a sequel to Mega Man 1, is there? There's only like 40 games, but yeah. When you include the Game Boy and others, but obviously PlayStation and all that. So, then you get the staff and all that. So, it's very adorable. Mega Man is running by the mountains, not off into the sunset this time, like in Mega Man 1. So, yeah, very, very enjoyable. You get the kind of red, the sky turning red, kind of, I guess it is a sunset after all. So, yes. And then he kind of turns into a shadow because of the darkness. And then you get close to the lake. The kind of hazy clouds in the sides and the golden hour. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a wonderful feeling to get through such a difficult game. Very enjoyable. Uh, You know, at the same time, you know, it's fun. But the difficulty is so hard, it makes you kind of, makes people want to cheat. Like if it's pressing the select button or whatever. Ultimately, Mega Man then ends up kind of coming back to the city area. Kind of looks like New York, but not really. The two quote-unquote twin towers are too far away for that to be New York. Um, And there's Roll, and yep, Roll is kind of like his sister, I guess you could say. And then uh, Dr. Light. Yeah. It's wonderful. Presented by Capcom U.S. of A. (laughs) And he's kind of jumping in the air, basically wearing what looks like, you know, like a t-shirt and shorts and all that. So pretty cool. They're trying to make him look more human rather than just a humanoid uh, android like Commander Data. But uh, he is much more like Commander Data at the end of the day. No, I'm just kidding. With that, uh, now we're going to come back with fan interaction after this break. And we are back on video game flashback. Time to get into the feedback segment. I almost want to call it fan interaction, but it's actually feedback. This is not sports. This is a feedback segment. This is video games. So <laughs> and anybody is also welcome to send in an audio submission. I know Derek has in the past, and that's what we're going to hear from today. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for retweeting the most recent episode. Uh, hashtag VG flashback. That is now all. Yeah, it's hashtag the capital VGF, you know, ha- capital VG flashback altogether. Um, that is our hashtag now to keep things organized and such. Um, Tanae Brown uh, out of New Zealand and Vince Germano out of Australia. Of course, Derek Felska also did that. Also uh, retweeted Alberto Casanova also uh, joined in. Uh, yep, followed the show. Thank you very much. Video editor. Cool. So thank you for following. Um, I want to make sure I get everything on here. Yeah, I'm flying the damn, damn Medusa head, so that's Castlevania. <laughs> but the most recent episode, yes, was Castlevania at the end of October. Now we're at the end of November, heading into Christmas season now with Mega Man, which is appropriate. I would have liked to have the, had this out maybe a week or two earlier, kind of it's like the heart of November, and then lead into the Christmas season with the next game that I'm going to mention. I'm pretty sure which one it's going to be. It'll be a lot easier game. Let's just say it'll probably be a, uh, I'm guessing it might be a shorter review, probably. Certainly a hell of a lot less uh, music in it. But uh, anyhow, thank you guys. Uh, Vince Germano out of Australia. Derek also retweeting. And uh, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. 
uh, VGF episode 22, Castlevania NES. Yes, sir. Again, hashtag VG flashback. It's all one word, but VG and F are all capital, I guess. It's not necessary, I guess, but I mean, or, or, I mean that's the best way that I like to have it. And, of course, Derek as well. Lightning round from Derek Felska here. I have fond memories of the Capcom classic Mega Man. I remember renting it at Ron's Foods. Hmm, that must be more of a local one in uh, Elk River, because that's pretty much where Derek's actually from, if I'm saying that correctly. He lives in western Wisconsin now as a teacher and as a defensive line coach for the high school. Very cool. And uh, But, yeah, Ron's Foods must have been local, or maybe still is, in uh, Elk River. Uh, yeah, a local grocery store. He wrote that right there. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> I must have rented that game 10 to 12 times. I couldn't beat the game, but kept coming back for more, even though it would it could drive you crazy. Yep, it can absolutely drive you crazy, and pretty much without the select pause. I don't know. I have no idea how me and Dave beat it without that, but it still doesn't make it that easy. Like, you have to time it perfectly. You have to time it, the pausing, so to speak, you know, at the right time. Because if you miss, you're still gonna you're still gonna lose or whatever. It's actually gonna distract you. That'll make it even harder. The battle even harder. So it's not that you know. It, it doesn't. It's not like like in Zelda two, when you can walk to the left of the screen, duck and hack away and never get hit once, and he'll get hit every time. Him being the shadow of Link, Dark Link or whatever. Next from Derek, Mega Man wasn't Ghost and Goblins cruel. I'd say it was pretty close, yep. But the levels required very precise and perfectly timed movements. Cutman, Fireman stages were fairly simple, but I had a heck of a time reaching the the bosses in Electman and Iceman stages. They were pretty tough um, with the, the, the appearing and disappearing platforms. And then you have the moving pulleys also in Bomb and Guts, I believe. Yeah, uh, Guts. Guts actually has the moving platform. And then, of course, in the Wily stages, it gets freaking impossible. Um, I forgot what the ending even looked like in this game. That's how bleeping hard it was and how long ago me and Dave beat it together. I, I, I wonder if we did do the select back then too. Like we're like, we just kind of like my Dave is like a, a, you know, super smart guy. You know, I like to believe I'm smart too. When I play these retro games where I come up with stuff and I, I figure stuff out on my own stuff, like cheats like that on my own. And it's like, holy crap, it, it works or that helps do a little more extra damage. See, it helps. It doesn't ensure your victory cheating by, you know, the elect thing. And it, it can only be done with the elect because it moves around more. It doesn't just float right off the screen like most of the other weapons. I guess still, luckily, the first incarnation of Dr. Wily is insanely easy with the fire storm. You just boom, 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 boom. You know, you might, you might get hit once. And if you can get past that with only getting hit once, you should be able to win even despite, like, cheating is, is freaking hard because you have to hit him 28 bleeping times with the elect thingy. Okay, sorry, I'm still... I'm still kind of, you can tell, I'm still whew, hyped up from that freaking last battle. It was hard, and it always will be. Derek continues, I never really understood how to use the platform beam, partly because when you used it, the screen would flicker. Uh, the screen flicker was so bad you weren't sure you could trust where they were, but it makes life way easier once you master it. Yeah, see, like at first it's kind of weird, but and the trick is, again, you want to get good at it because otherwise you'll waste it. And you're going to run out, you know. But luckily, it doesn't run out too quick. But in the Wily stages, until you get that, uh, I keep forgetting. It's, uh, what is the name of that? You know, I had, uh, yeah, Yashichi. Yeah, yep, see, it, that, that item is also in 1943, where it's like a, it looks kind of like a life, life preserver with like a, kind of like an X through it. It's pretty cool. So, like a cross or like an X, more of an X. It's not a cross. So, um, well, it's a, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like a star kind of almost, 
But uh, yeah, this is the the only two games that I know have it, and it's the most valuable item there is basically in terms of it fills everything up for you. Um, because when you're getting to Dr. Wily, you're beat to hell. And if you don't have the Elect Beam, you're pretty much bleeped. If you don't have the Firebomb or Firestorm, it certainly won't be as easy. I do remember beating Wily with the regular shots, at least the first one, if I remember correctly. But the Firestorm does a heck of a lot more quickly. It does damage more quickly. It doesn't damage him necessarily uh, harder, but it hits him faster, I guess. It's like a bang, 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 bang type of effect. So, yeah, I'm still, whew, sorry, I am still in battle mode right now. Because that was effing hard. Um, but yes, mastering that thing was a big deal. Yep, a couple more from Derek, and I love reading this. And guys out there, guys and gals, please comment on the show. I think it just makes it fun. So, Derek, yeah, because just imagine if Derek didn't comment, then, then, then what? It's like, ah, uh, so much for that, you know. So, yes, so people, please get involved if you can. Um, Derek continues saying, Mega Man was colorful and had good music. Oh, you're so right. Yep. The fact you acquired the enemy boss's ability was a unique touch. Yeah, isn't that cool? And the signature of the series. While it doesn't get the same love Mega Man 2 or 3 did, it's still, it is still one of the best of the era. I agree. Like, the music is unbelievable, and it is very colorful. In an era where games really, eh, you know, they were kind of colorful, but not as colorful as this, I guess. That's maybe why, that's probably what it is, why these games seem to fit Christmas so well, because Christmas is colorful. I'm looking at the tree that I put up, you know, kind of early, but I like to put it up early. <laughs> As uh, I'm recording this final segment on Black Friday, um, I put the tree up two weeks ago. But that's probably what what intrigues me about Mega Man, so my, or what, what kind of connects it to Christmas is all the colors. So I think you tapped into something special there, Derek, right? When you, when you mentioned the, how colorful it is. And obviously the music is the kind of stuff you could play in your car. Mega Man 2 and 3 also, though, you know, similar. I, I think this is the big three, honestly. So I still got Mega Man 3 to do. Yes. And then 4, 5, and 6, they're still, you know, I think they're still worthy games. But they're not as good as the first three. And anything into the 16 and beyond, it's kind of your choice. I choose to say they're not as good, and I may never do reviews of them. We'll see. PlayStation era, I don't think I can bring myself to review those. I just don't. I just don't have a whole lot of interest in those. PlayStation games, there are certain ones, absolutely, like FF7. Of course, that review might go on for like, like 11 hours. <laughs> I hope not. I'd have to really be careful to not let it get too long. Um, what else? Well, like Lufia too. But I mean, no. But that's not. PlayStation, PlayStation, there's, you know, there's a, a few fun games like Worms and Jumping Flash and stuff. Jumping Flash, absolutely, one and two are going to be on this show. And if I could somehow get Paul Caniff on, Paul Tuniverse Caniff on Video Game Flashback one way or another, even if it's just commenting, he's got to get involved. I've got to get him for those two because that's, those are Paul's games. Just like Secret of Evermore is my game. Mega Man 3 in a lot of ways is my game growing up. Um, so continuing, sorry, Mega Man is the second most ex really Mega Man is the second most expensive of the oh yeah because it's rare of the six NES games. I remember being unable to find it at a local game store or even Funkerland back in the day. If you haven't tried it, you really should as it's a wonderful game. You're right. I forgot about that. How the, it was kind of rare and 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 uh, yeah, it was rare and expensive. I forgot about that. Two and three were very available, and then four or five. You know they. 
they were kind of pricey just because they were kind of new and hip and everything at the time in the in the early to mid 90s so yeah um i'm gonna look that up right now and i probably should be doing that for the other games in the on every episode at least give a kid kind of a an idea i had been doing it for a while i forget which game i left off on let's go with 1943 right now Twenty-four dollars, seventeen ninety-nine, nineteen ninety-nine. So it's kind of like holy. And then, is this a sealed version or what's the deal? Yes, four hundred bucks, nineteen eighty-eight, four hundred and ten dollars. Um, there's one with nineteen forty-two and forty-three thirty, four ninety-nine, twenty-one fifty. So generally speaking, nineteen forty-three is like a fifteen to twenty-ish, fifteen to twenty-five-ish range. Is probably a safe guess with uh, with box, without box. Most of them don't have a box, unfortunately. Uh, Mega Man 1, let's check it out. I do remember that being expensive at Funko Land back even in the 90s. Um, come on now. Yeah, it's more expensive. Yes, Derek, you are dead on correct. One is $89. One is 45 Free shipping and return. So this one's definitely an easier one. No, that's Mega Man 4. Mega Man 4 is 45 bucks. Mega Man 1, sorry about that. Mega Man 1, $89.99 with $10 shipping. $84 free shipping. That's a better deal. Mega Man 3, only $25, blah, blah, blah. Mega Man 2, $37.49, $23.50. That's a huge contrast. Yeah, Mega Man 1's flipping expensive. So $94.95, $94.95 basically, excuse me, point $94.99. Somebody wants Mega Man 5 for... 150. Whew. Whoa. Okay, this looks like a... This looks like a repro. It's gotta be, because it's totally different looking. Like a repro of Mega Man. $39.99. $79.95. That's the cheapest I've seen so far. And I don't think that's a repro. Jeez, man. Yeah, you're a boy, Derek. You're right. I, I forgot all about that. $94.95 again. $32? bucks. 32 bucks. There's the steal, Derek, if you want it. Oh, but it's eight bids. Sorry, that one's not a buy Buy it now. Come on, 8,500 bucks. Uh, wh- why, dude? What's going on? Okay, ultra rare, ultra rare five screws, only 84 known to exist. 8,500 bucks. <laughs> okay, wow. Ah, here's a complete in box and like it's kind of like completely protected and everything. Yep, it's uh, $4,000. Fun. I like looking at this kind of stuff. Yeah, $109.99, Yep, have to be careful because when I put Mega Man, it generalizes, so you're going to get Mega Man 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 sometimes. Oh, come on. $200,000 because it's got five screws. $200,000. Are you nuts? You're not going to get two hundred grand for that. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, 200000 I mean, Nintendo World Championships isn't 200000 is it? I think somebody put like a million one time, though. Let's look that up. I probably will do a review of it just because you can emulate it. And, you know, I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? I'm, it's not, I don't think that's bad. It's Nintendo World Championships. Who's going to have that? 175000 for the gray one. So there it is. There is an actual Nintendo World Championships. It's the gray one, not the gold one. 175 grand. It seems like yesterday that was like 5 to 10. And that was considered crazy expensive. And then uh, the gold was like 20. Now they want like a million dollars for it. You guys are nuts. You know that? You guys are absolutely nuts. <laughs> you guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. Stop jacking the price up to the moon. 
Nobody's got a million dollars for a video game, even if it's like a, a holy grail treasure of all time. 20,000 is a lot. That's a lot. Two million? Are you are you mad? 175,000? Are you mad? <laughs> that's that's you know I mean geez that's almost a house in some you know especially in certain parts of the country, but uh, no thank you Derek that was absolutely great, um, great memories, great thoughts uh, very very yeah on the ball I think very like you hit the nail on the head with a lot of comments there, and um, yeah I mean this is why I want to welcome. Other people as well, like Derek, please keep it coming. I appreciate you, and you are you are the backbone of the show in so many ways. Um, but yeah, other people are welcome to comment as well, especially if you've played the game. No, I mean, yep, uh, I, I would think Vince would have played this one, but I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll get him involved, hopefully, with some of them in the future. Maybe Super Nintendo and Sega type stuff maybe might uh, bring Vince in. But um, no, Derek, keep them coming. You really are helping this show, and I really appreciate it. Plus, it's hard to get this show kind of out there. Please keep the algorithms coming. Keep the algorithms coming. Um, if you could, it really makes the show better. It it, or it it brings the show to other people out there. So it's available out there, and it can grow. This show needs to grow. Otherwise, it's, I don't know, otherwise it feels like I'm talking to myself almost, which is not true, though. Um, the, I did get one actual review, though. So I do have some... Uh, so, so far, it's a, it's a uh, 5.0 with only a few ratings. But I did get one where it's an actual review, and it's very nice. A very nice review back in August. I apologize that I didn't read it on a previous episode, but we'll read it now. Joey Awijan's review of classic video games harkens back to the childhood thrill of playing them for the very first time. His reviews are very thorough, and in many cases could serve as an audio walkthrough. Yeah, pretty much, huh? And that... It wasn't necessarily my plan coming in. It just kind of happened that way. And I'm sure the show is going to evolve over the years. But uh, in certain games where I probably can't do it quite as, like, part by part by part by part, it'll it'll be split up a bit more like a game. Like if I ever do, like, the Lufia uh, and the Fortress of Doom or something, like which is what I usually play this time of year. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that type of thing. Or if it's a, But if it's a shorter game, like one of the original six NES games I ever had, like Breakthrough, Nudge, Nudge, Hint, Hint, that one I could definitely go all the way through because it's a very simple game. It's a fun game, though, but uh, and the soundtrack is tiny, so there's not going to be a whole lot of intermissions on that one. Anyhow, it could serve as an audio walkthrough, celebrating the music, the graphics, and the explaining what made these games special to him while also highlighting what made them unique. His passion for gaming is very evident, and it's tough not to listen and not get nostalgic about playing these games all over again. And thank you so much, MN Sota24, who's also, let's just say, Nudge Nudge, a very good friend of the Brave the Wild podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, just that means a lot, and that's like, that's literally what I'm going for. That is literally what I'm going for with this show. That last part was just so nice. Um, yeah, celebrating the music, the graphics, and explaining what made these games special to him while also highlighting what made them unique. His passion for gaming is very evident, and it's tough not to listen and not get nostalgic about playing these games all over again. That's what that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. So that means a hell of a lot. So hopefully I'm hitting the target for you as well. Um, that uh, that's what you're hoping for when you listen to a video game podcast. Rather than talking about, uh, you know, completely off-topic nonsense or about some game expo that's like 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 75% modern games anyway. Modern games? 
No, I, I don't think I'm going to get into modern games a whole lot on this show. Uh, maybe the only thing new would be like a, uh, you know, those, um, what do they call those indie games or uh, homebrews where it's like it's Mega Man 8-bit just like Mega Man 4 or Mega Man 3, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 1, but like a new one, you know what I mean? Like a new version of it, but it's still 8-bit NES style. That kind of, those would be the new games I would do. Like maybe even a Shovel Knight someday, which is like a Super Nintendo kind of, it's kind of like a mix of DuckTales and Mega Man. It's pretty cool. Maybe even a hint of Castlevania as well. But you kind of get the idea what we're looking for here on Video Game Flashback. Again, hashtag VG uh, Flashback all together. Thank you again so much, Derek, for your interaction for the show. Thank you out there for that awesome review, and God bless you. And I do know who the reviewer is. I'd rather keep that private, just for the, just for this person's sake, you know, that type of thing. Um, just for their sake. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I, mean, I greatly appreciate it. It means a hell of a lot. It really does. Um, thank you. Uh, so as for the next game review that's going to come up, I'm 99.9% sure it's going to be Breakthrough. So it's going to be an original six. Because like, we head into Christmas and all that. So there's still Mario and Duck Hunt. There's RC Pro-Am. That's number three. There's Spy Hunter, which I've already done. Number four. There was Rad Racer, number five. And Breakthrough, number six. So there you go. So the only one I've done so far is Spy Hunter. Believe it or not, I still haven't done Super Mario Brothers. So we'll see. I might even wait a whole year because of that, the Christmas vibe, I might kind of let those kind of sit until Christmas, that which I think is perfect, because we got all six of those for Christmas, uh, but if, I suppose there's other games we got for Christmas over the years as well, like Secret of Evermore, but I already played that one, Zelda was last year around this time, uh, actually it was a little bit later, it was January-ish, uh, Mega Man 2 was a Christmas game, that was the review last year, so yeah, Breakthrough is the next one, where you're breaking through the enemy forces, to uh, get past the, uh, the mountains, the bridge, <laughs> jump the pond, get through the city, and get through the airport and recover the stolen aircraft. Woo-hoo. Fun game. It's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's fun and actually uh, a bit simpler than some of these. So it's easier, let's just say, than Mega Man 1. It's easier than Castlevania. It's easier than 1943. So I'm giving myself a little break in that sense because those games were hard. And this one, I am going to safely say, was the hardest of the bunch. I think it's even harder. It, it, well, <laughs> you know what, though? All three of them were insanely hard. But I, I thought the last couple levels combined with bosses, this one probably is the hardest of them all. It's just in bleeping sane. Um, one of these days, I'm going to play Ghosts and Goblins. I think maybe maybe next Halloween. It might be Ghosts and Goblins. It might be Castlevania 2. We'll see. But with that said, the next game will be Breakthrough. So, again, please do put a positive five-star rating for this show on any app. Uh, Apple Podcasts is the one that will help the most. But if you're able to do a five, but if you don't use Apple Podcasts, but you use Spotify and you put a five-star rating, it'll be greatly, greatly appreciated. So if you could do that, it would really help this show and all that. It can help the show grow. Uh, so it's kind of like watering the seeds, so to speak. It's planting seeds and watering them at the same time. So I guess I'm the guy planting the seeds by doing the show, and then you guys water them and then uh, add the sunlight as well, and then they grow. So if you can help water this show a little bit with some of those uh, positive five-star ratings, it would really help. Thanks again, and we'll be back with Breakthrough not too long from now. Until then, 
game on.